Hello and welcome to a very special edition of CPR's Clubhouse Live Top 5. And uh, what we're going to do in this series is we're going to have guests come in and uh, discuss their labels. And uh, right now we got the Viper crew. Uh, we got a uh, producer from Viper 7, uh, Gito Caporelli. Uh, you also may know him from volume uh, number two, uh, Gito Caporelli Destiny. Uh, also, the queen of Viper 7, I can say that. Um, and, and that is uh, the, the number one female in all of Viper. Uh, we have Deneen with us as well. And you know, you know the Duchess Cheryl Rodriguez, my tag team partner, my partner in crime at the CPR's Clubhouse crew. And I, you know, for me to do this episode of um, Viper, the top five, I have to have Cheryl here. Uh, Cheryl, you know, what people don't understand about Viper, Viper was a, 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 a Italian American freestyle label, right? With 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 all the Italian American freestyle artists from a certain area. So why not have the Italian Latin American Dutches with us here to do the Viper Seven Top Five? Well, I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, this is gonna be good. No, <laughs> it's good. Before we get started, before we get started, let me let me go to Gino Caporelli, who who was a, a producer for Viper. Uh, what are your earliest thoughts of putting the label together? Uh, actually, it was funny how Adam and I met. I was a, a DJ at a club called Christine's, and there was a guy that would kept coming in, and he was very different. He wore a suit. You know, everybody had jeans on, and this guy would come in and have a suit, and he would just watch the DJ, and I'd see him hold a cassette in his hand, and he wouldn't come up to me. About three weeks later, the bartender, who was my friend, said, I have my friend Adam. He wants to bring a cassette up to the DJ booth. Can you play it? So I can't play it. I mean, I was playing Cynthia and the place was packed, you know. Right. I remember playing it in the earphones and it was um, really good. It was Then Came You, but it didn't have the the woman on it. It didn't have a girl's voice on it yet. Right. And that's how I met Adam. And um, from there, we did Then Came You. And it went through a couple different labels. Uh, Goiks was one. Uh, that Again, it was on... Record bar, yeah, and then it was on Micmac, yes. Um, and then from there, Deneen, Adam, and myself became really close. Deneen and I were just married. Adam was a, you know, was part of the wedding, you know, and um, and we just we remember having uh, I'll be loving you, and then it was like we need to do a new Deneen record, and it, it just happened so quick. Yeah, I will say like one thing: Adam was the fastest person. They get a song. I think we did the Deneen album in 10 days. Yep. I'm not kidding. Wow. Yeah. And you know, when we talk about Adam, it's Adam Morano, um, Viper 7 Records, uh, distribution by Metropolitan. And of course, you know, the, the man behind Collage and I'll Be Loving You, that song that to this day is on top 40 uh, radio. Amazing. Uh, let, me, let me let me get to the, the number one female in all of Viper and the one that uh, really uh, pushed the, the label to, to the highest uh, uh <laughs> Highest mountains, right? So we have uh, Deneen. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Oh my God, now, my pleasure. This is the first time that I have a a, a a couple that were not only a production group, but they were married. They shared children. They're no longer married, and they're here on this show because they're the very best of friends to do the Viper top five. Hurt you? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Oh, it should be man. I, I freaking love it. Love it. Baby mama. Baby mama. Best friends. 
So yep. what what is your first recollections of getting together with Gino and Adam Morano with uh, Viper? Saint, he I didn't even meet Gino yet. I don't think I met you at that point, Jay. Uh, you had gotten a demo tape of me singing Wind Beneath My Wings from your cousin. That yeah, I had met you. At the same time he met Adam, he met me. And we went to, he said, stop by, stop by the studio. They were recording at Sigma. And yeah. I was going to Community College of Philadelphia. It was, I was pleasing my father and uh, going there. And he said, swing by and I'm recording with this guy that I met. And, uh, you know, I want you to meet him. I go in. They're recording. They're they're doing. Yeah, we were doing. Then came you. Yeah, the master version of it. And Gino well, had, it had no female. He said, "I think it would be good." And that was that was Gino's idea. He's he was like, oh, yeah. "Let's use her and let go." In. And I'm like, "No, I, I wouldn't take my backpack off." I do remember that, just like holding on to him, and be like, "No, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for." I'm she listen, ready she had a light. She had a light blue sweatshirt on. I'll never forget. It. I don't know. Yeah. She had a light blue sweatshirt on. I can't even believe that you remember that. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, all I remember is the backpack and getting in. That the is, that is true love and friendship. But no, no, uh, really, I don't remember what I, I was seventeen. Or yesterday, well, and he remembers. You know, wearing okay. that. Right. So you, you know, you know, it was funny. CPR. His stuff was really good, yeah. but it didn't have an edge. Like it was well written and it was well, but it had no breakbeat. It had no. You know, right. it was missing something. So me being on the top of my game at the time, I was a global reporter. I just heard a female in it, and I heard a breakbeat in it. And mm -hmm. Deneen was just, I mean, she just knocked it out. Absolutely. It was crazy. And yeah. I was so nervous. But you, they were great to work with. We had fun. Yeah, and, I, and you can see that the, the evolution of freestyle was happening from your area because Viper was truly the first one to really revolutionize our music. Uh, the legends had, had gone. Um, the '80s was done. Um, it was it was um, it was little Susie take me in your arms. But then we needed something more in '92, '93, and then it was in '93 where Viper came uh, into the scene, and it was again Italian American freestyle label, right? And and this new sound that you know it's freestyle, but it had other elements, or it was gritty, and and it was like uh, taking from a bunch of different other genres and just putting them together and putting it out as freestyle so let me go to the duchess here rodriguez because um i want to ask her when you first heard viper and and i know that this is your label because uh this is what you were caught up on um, my girl it's my girl <laughs> what 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 was your thought uh when you first heard the first compilation and the first uh music i was hooked immediately immediately it was just the right sound that i personally wanted i was waiting for me, especially around that time, it became the sound of freestyle. It was what we were listening to. It was the majority of what you would find other people listening to, and it was just circulating, and more so um, than than others. And I say in comparison to like artistic, just because we're out in New England, um, we're Viper artistic, Viper artistic. It's all you heard about. So, you know, especially when, when I think it's one that you're going to find most of my top five come from the, the, the entire compilation is like, I probably could sing from start to finish every single song, every word, you know, it just, it took control, man. It was, it was what you needed to be listening to if you loved freestyle at the time. It was uh, it was uh, the year before I started CPR's clubhouse because um, I was in, enrolled in, in the college that I was in and I wasn't part of the radio team. 
Um, and here we are all these years later, and we're talking about it, but I remember getting the, the Viper volume number one um, and, um, and listening to all the songs on there. And they all became like love songs that I would dedicate to the girlfriend that I had at the time. Um, and, and so like, I remember um, volumes one and, and, and then quickly volume two was also out. So yep. it was like, you, you, you didn't want to choose from um, because um, there was so much, there was this influx of music, but I just remember that it became the soundtrack of my time at that time. Right. Um, you know, Collage and Viper 7, Deneen, you know, Caporali, I had no idea that we will have this relationship now all these years later, but then to me too, um, Viper not only became the the label that that people wanted to emulate, because without Viper, there's no Tasmania. Without Tasmania, yep. there's no artistic. So it's just it's the evolution, right? right? So so the thing for me is is that you know what Viper became this this mainstream uh, uh, freestyle label, uh, Italian American uh, mm -hmm. uh, record label that ended up. Uh, on top 40 radio stations with, with, with a few yeah. of the songs, it just became that that sound, that freestyle music at the time, because at that time, the radio station that I work at now, where we do clubhouse dance music, we were playing techno because we didn't have enough freestyle to play. Um, and so this was a breath of fresh air. And if I may add, you know what's funny too is is at this particular time, like I was living in Jersey, and so I always tease about this on on air when I when I tell the story. But between collage, I'll be loving you, and TKA's louder than love, we used to have this uh, radio station in Jersey City called the Box. Well, it wasn't just Jersey City. I mean, it was I, I think it, you know it was pretty spread, but it wasn't. Um, it didn't go up beyond New Jersey. And you would call in and you would order the video. It was like, I, I say MTV on steroids because there was no talk and there was no commercials. It was just whatever you were requesting, it would just come on and you'd boom. So I went broke over collage, I'll be loving you. <laughs> With the amount of times I charged this song to watch the video, it was insane. Great. That's what everybody on my block was listening to. The entire neighborhood, that's what we were jamming out to. And it was a lot of Viper, but it was that one particular song. It lasted, the hype of that song alone lasted for like three years. And then it still never went away. Never. Crazy. It was, it was crazy how much, you know, for us, it, it was like, you know, our first two songs really hit. I mean, billboard, like, you know, radio. And it was, I was like, oh my God, this is so easy. You know, and then the third and fourth, the third right. and fourth record, like, okay, it's not as easy anymore. Mm -hmm. But we were lucky because um, I worked for Q102. Yeah. And I had a, a three hour mix show on Saturday nights, but I had freedom. You know, he yep. would tell me some stuff to play, but I had freedom. And I, I was really close with the program director, and he was willing to play the song if it got enough requests yep. and it did, you know, Philly people, Italian people, just like Spanish people, they're well, loyal, we're loyal. Some of us are loyal, some of us aren't, but so many people embraced her that the radio stations were flooded with calls. And then when you start to get one ad, then you get another ad, then you get a New York ad, then you get a Connecticut ad, then you get a Florida ad, all of a sudden it's on the top 100, you know? Yeah. So we were very, very lucky. And I, and I, to credit to Adam, it had that little bit of a pop flair. It wasn't so Latin freestyle, you know? And right. it was freestyle, we loved it. You made well, it your he, own. Had, he has a rock, he liked a lot of 
rock music. So he tried to put elements, the guitar. Get the car. The yeah. collage part had that that real guitar. He That was yeah. something he wanted. He would do that in different songs. He was very, very super talented. Very, yeah. he thought outside the box, I think. That was yeah. played. I think Rob Federici played that part. Yeah, he did. He played it live, yeah. I remember. We recorded, so that, that, I remember you and I'll be loving you in the same night. And I said to him, yeah. that's a hit. What you just yeah. sang is a hit. He wrote them in the same night. Yeah, there's a there's a um, there's a lot of respect that we have to have for an unsung hero like Rob Federici. Absolutely, who, who has always not cared about the limelight, has not cared about credit. What he cared about was business. Yep, pay me, pay me. You know what I mean? It's like come, come to the do your session, pay me for the time that you're here. And he's still that way. He's still, and, yeah, yeah. But he was good though. Like I feel like and, and we just were with him. I, him I, I love it. I love that because of the fact that, you know, to this day, Rob Federici is one of the unsung heroes. And, you know, I've, I've spoken to others in regards to the production that comes out of it. He's not there to develop artists. He's there to get the product done, complete it, get out of here. If you want him to develop you, then you got to, you know, pay him the extra fee. Yeah. Yep. He's got a great ear, too. He's got a he very, really very got good it. ear. Very good. Uh, so let me, let, let's start this top five because I'm, I'm curious to see what the, the Viper 7 folk are gonna be oh, uh, using for the list. So let me <laughs> let me start with the uh, producer of uh, of uh, Viper, and that is Gino Caporelli. Gino, uh, what do you have for your number five on your top five Viper? Okay, it's going to shock a lot of people, but my top my number five is I'll be loving you, not number one, number five. Wow. I'm a, remember I'm a true freestyle guy, so I'm I'm not into the pop freestyle. I I want the true freestyle records. There were actually there were actually ten different um, uh, uh, Viper Viper uh, compilations. It's amazing, right? So they wow. had the, the, the Viper Millennium one that was released after they left um, Metropolitan Distribution, and so uh, that that is my number five. It's a Viper Millennium Freestyle Dance Party, which was uh, back uh, in two thousand and and eight. I want to say. Um, I lost the page, of course, because you know we're live. But uh, the the fact is, is that he did a song there that almost got me taken off the radio because at that time they were they weren't ready to um, to hear this, right? So my number five is is the most controversial song that I played at that time. It's collage boyfriend girlfriend, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so okay. let me just let me just let you know about this song. So this is uh, it's a true story. So I'm at the radio station and I play boyfriend and girlfriend. I was in charge of the pick hit of the week. Oh, so wow. because, you know, I heard of Dream Boy, Dream Girl and all the different um, parodies of it, right? Or replicas or whatever. I said, let me do this boyfriend and girlfriend. And I played it as the pick hit. I heard it. I heard the lyrics. So this song is about a woman that has a, a, um, a love for her best friend's boyfriend you know and so i played the song i'm in love with my best friend's boyfriend and then you know adam's voice is you makes know, me sick yeah all right <laughs> so so um uh, i never really thought of that yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah but, but just remember gino and Deneen that he was in love with jocelyn enriquez right so anyways look, i'm in love uh, with a lot of people <laughs> yeah yeah so boyfriend and girlfriend boyfriend and girlfriend when i played it uh, one of my co-hosts called me goes that's disgusting i can't believe you played that blah 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 and then since we do the the, the picking of the week mm -hmm. twice 
um, a, a, an hour. So we do it, you know, at the bottom of the hour, every hour. Um, the second time that I play it, the radio station shuts down completely, completely. So wow. it's like it's like I'm in love with my my best friend's boyfriend, and the <laughs> station shuts off. And I'm like, wow, man, I'm getting punished for this one, you know. So it was like divine intervention, right? No, so we had to go. We had to go into the auxiliary uh, auxiliary um, radio station, turn everything back on, and I didn't dare play the song again oh, um, for, for up to a month after. But for me, my number five. I can't. It, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. I'm going to be thinking about that all night. What do you mean let, by that? Listen to it. <laughs> I you know, used to I'm wonder with, sometimes. Yeah, I'm in love with my best friend's boyfriend or my girlfriend's boyfriend, and I. And this is the way that I'm going to feel until the end of time. It was it was ahead of its time because now it's perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. I never, knew, great I never really listened that hard to it. Oh god. I'm gonna play it this week and dedicate it to you guys. Oh, you better. <laughs> you wrote it for you, Gino. <laughs> so, uh, um, uh, Duchess, what do you have for your number five? Well, my number five. I'll be loving you. I didn't make my five either even though it probably should have but it didn't and so my number five is actually adam nino insecurity um a song i was absolutely and truly obsessed with for a very long time my number i five. was obsessed with that one too. I, that, was, yeah. that was anthony right gino he yeah, said it was anthony yeah mm -hmm. right so it was nino anthony adam collage it was all one person yeah. Well, we know why that had to happen, right? You guys know about yeah. that story? Well, yes, we could get to that in a moment. I <laughs> hear, I so, so the collage, I'll be loving you dance version where it's in English and Spanish. I love it. It's so cheesy from the same <laughs> millennium, from the same millennium uh, uh, compilation because it's like, Jote Amore Todo Mi Vido. <laughs> so it, it does make my honorable mentions, and I do play it. I just don't know who is the female version uh, or, or the, the female voice on the remix to I'll Be Loving You, the dance mix. I always thought it was Stephanie. not. So, Stephanie. And, it might have been Stephanie. Sure. But, but on the original I'll Be Loving You, Deneen's on it. She's underneath Adam. Like, there's a little bit of Deneen in there and I'll okay. Be Loving You. Uh, Deneen, so I'm, I'm curious to know which one is your number five. Uh, so, what do you have on your top five Viper? So my number five is Destiny by Gino Caparelli. Nice. I like that. <laughs> Gino Caparelli. I list. think you did such a good job, Gino. Your, your vocal, you're just great. Very <laughs> versatile. And so, Listen, by we the would way, go do shows and people would come up to him and say, Gino Caparelli, are you going to be performing? I go, yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gino Caparelli is, is my number four. So let's talk about that for a moment. Love that record. How much of your vocals are on that record, Gino? Zero. <laughs> so talk to me about the, the different name situation. Um, Get ready, buckle up. <laughs> well, you know, he had a couple, he was in a couple different contracts. So, you know, TPE was signed with somebody and then Collage was signed with somebody. So in order to get around all those contracts, he started to change his name. Um, but I had a concept of destiny and I had sort of like a track with the sample. Right. And then he's like, well, let's do it. Let's put it under your name. So he said, you do all the original production, he'll finish it. And we put it under my name. But honestly, she's right. 
we I still have people inboxing me. Oh, I, your vocals are great on there. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, you sound awesome, you. you know. It's out. Uh, awesome. It's something that's gonna carry with you for, for always. You have a 12-inch record with your name on it. I think you need to make a comeback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody so, else is remix. So time yeah, to come out, Jay. Tell them who you really are. Yeah, it's amazing that uh, that we can have all this conversation by doing a top five Viper. And they had 10 volumes, and most of the songs in those volumes, especially number 10, 9, 8, when you start counting them down, I'm like, why, Lord? Why? Um, and it was like uh, Secret Garden, the, the, <laughs> the, the, that's just one specific, when I knew that they jumped the shark, uh, Viper jumped the shark was when they had this 12-inch, and it was the All-Stars. And it was, and I believe it was Secret Garden or some some Viper, you know, a bunch of artists, and it was like a dance song, and it was it was so it was so bad, you know. Um, yeah. But I don't know any song from Four On. From Four On, I don't know. I don't know any song from Four No, I don't. I don't think we were recording anymore with him at that point. Three, we didn't record anymore. So that's why he really tripled and quadrupled down on the different names. But my number four. Is uh, Gino Caporelli's Destiny? Uh, right now, we're gonna go to the Duchess. What is your number four? Faded Destiny, Samisi. Nice, nice. Now, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't my any Sammy C on mine because he deserves his own list, right? Like the top yeah, five Sammy C. Like so, we need to do something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, so that'll be that'll be something that I'll put a, put together soon for the people that love Sammy C. Um, yeah, you know, I've invited him here to the show for. For many years and um we've had him here in massachusetts um at one time he came to do a show here and uh, he became the headliner he knocked down the headliner we had so he could be the headliner that's how much this area loved him so um, great i I love sammy yeah hopefully in the future so my number four is gino caporelli destiny her number four is sammy c faded destiny denine what is your number four my number four is summer night with you by shane oh Adam and me. Oh. I love that record. That's a great yeah. song. Makes you so, feel dirty. It was fun. <laughs> I love that song. I, I absolutely love that song. Me too. Um, it, didn't, it didn't make my top five, but um, that was a song that I dedicated to someone. I want to spend a summer night with you because we got together in the summer. So that was like when I was dating who I was dating at the time. That was the song that I put on, on a, you know, those mixed cassettes. I do. Made. I love that record. It's yeah. So, that, so is it shame or shaming? Shame. 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 It's, it's shame. And he, listen, and he would get shame. very inadimate about the name. Yeah, he was definitely shame. We've had the conversation 40 times. <laughs> yep. It had so, to be that. And so, I might put that in these, my shows. I really like that record. For all these years, I've always called him shaming. Because I'm like, who would name themselves shame? But now we also have the group pain. So, I mean, that's been corrected. Um, so... That's an amazing uh, record, by the way. Uh, I think that that song right there was one of the ones that I played the most off of the Viper. Uh, I like it, too. I think it's yeah, a great record. Gina, what you Angela Garcia song on there, too. The uh, sound uh, between the two, they were like, yeah, um, that is one of my favorite Viper records of all time. Yeah, me too. Yeah. My, no my number four is Stephanie Morano's Symphony of Love. Nice. Oh, uh, it's a good one. Nice. Yeah, that the symphony of love yeah it goes on and on yeah. these are, that's a great once, record beautiful once, once viper got going these are the songs that we play it was like we were stuck on volumes one and two for a few yeah years. me too me too i yeah. love it 
and and in Connecticut, when Connecticut radio stations started playing freestyle, they got stuck on Viper One and Two. So it was really hard to move them away from that because, I, you know, it was it was just it wasn't a Latin based sound; it was an Italian based sound. Yeah, so really, it became, it became um, it became theirs. It was their version of freestyle. Latin hip hop created the freestyle, the hardcore, you know, freestyle. That, but the the Viper created the Italian American version of freestyle, which people took to that um, show it really is because i never realized yeah. while yeah. we were in that 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 was and it was very it was very radio friendly that's why we yeah. wanted to do it we don't want to put music out without trying to make anything back we want a radio right. friendly record right right so you know you, you guys did a great job and and by the way and you know the latino community embraced the viper uh seven music and that's where it became so famous because now you had the italian americans mm. and the latinos uh puerto ricans and, and mexicans and Cubans and you know Dominicans all loving freestyle and they're all together having a good time uh, playing all this music. It was it was a great togetherness. Um, you know one of my favorite events to go to was to go to um, uh, one of the shows in Connecticut that featured Viper. Um, yeah, and, yeah, good shows there. Yeah, good shows there. I mean, yeah. We were there a few times there. Yeah, and, and it was it was the, the commercial radio station that was doing them here at the time. Yeah, so they still we got do freestyle or no? Are there a lot of freestyle shows? Not not as many as we thought we should have, um, but yeah. I hope in the future we can have a Viper 7 reunion type. Uh, oh, could you imagine? How cool. Gino Caparelli's in a headline, though. I know he's somewhere. <laughs> Anthony is somewhere in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. I'll find him. We have to find him. But uh, oh. Gino Caparelli's going to headline the show here in Massachusetts. It'll be Deneen <laughs> and Gino. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Good luck with that one. <laughs> it's gonna be the nicest uh, lip sync battle ever. Um, <laughs> He's got moves like Jagger. Yeah. There you go. So we got the five and the four. Everybody got your list. Uh, the the five and the four out. Good, perfect. Um, so let's start with number three. I'm gonna start with Denine. What was your number three? I have three as Fate of Destiny on mine for Sammy C. I'm, I'm a huge Sammy C fan. I love his. We voice. always talk about unsung heroes in freestyle, right? Yeah. Sammy Z is an unsung hero in freestyle. I can't. I'll never I, stop saying it, whether he likes me or not. I'll never stop saying it. He's a good. good I guy. say good I guy. inbox him. I want him to join us, and I said, "Why don't you come hop on?" And you know, I I think he just honestly he never got his due. And I think he's yeah. just so talented, and I think it got lost in all the nonsense of. Who wrote? Who right? G. I mean, it was he was so yeah. good though. I mean, yeah, we came up together. I felt like he was a one great of guy. Us. Great guy too. Still, I mean, I still have a friendship with him now. And if, if we were to put a Viper Seven reunion, I would want him to headline. Like, uh, honestly, like it would be you know Denise, Sammy C. Awesome. Yeah. Be, and and the the way that the crowd would sing all his songs from Fate of Destiny to If You Wanted to Love Me to In Your Eyes. All these and I, I can see how can I, I remember them. I'm not looking at any list because yeah. because that's how when when he when he did his own stuff before he joined Viper, he already had his name out there, you know, in this community, in this New England area. And so you know, he means a lot to us. You know, he 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 means a lot to us. Um, so anytime he wants to come on, yeah. So I already got my I got my three three uh, headliners right now. I got Gino Caporale, Deneen, and Sammy C. Denise, thank you so much for Sammy C's uh, Fate of Destiny. Great choice uh, for your number three. Duchess, who do you have for your number three? Denine, I remember you. I made the hey. list. 
Did you say? Did you just say the nine? <laughs> That's Denon. <laughs> D nine. Do you know Wait, my email is D nine? D and a nine. I think the last. She just unplugged herself again. Great. <laughs> you know how many people used to call her D nine? Oh I never get it wrong when I'm on air, but yet I have to be live with, with, with her actually and say a name wrong. But I yeah. think it's so funny though; it's spelled D nine. Right. Well, my favorite, my favorite thing about our radio show is that before I joined ninety point seven and the show that I'm on right now, we used to have this uh, gentleman named DJ Alex Rivera. <laughs> and uh, when Collage "I'll Be Loving You" uh, came out in 1993, he was at ninety point seven. I was at, I was not even attempting to be on the radio yet until the following year but he will go on the radio and he will say we continue on it's college i'll be loving you and i'm like oh, he, never, he never changed it he was there for an additional few years and it'll still be we continue on with college and i don't know what are you talking about like and so it's uh, it's, it's college and denying and by the way i made that same mistake of, of yeah Denon's and denying out there we go d9 i love you please forgive me no i love it i love it i love it i love it so, so denise I, I remember you was the first female song released on viper is that correct yep yep and the buzz was ridiculous if you want to talk about more of of your experience with that song uh, please let us know like uh, what kind of an impact it had on you as an artist I think for me to record it the same night that Adam recorded, I'll be loving you, you know, to just watch those two. It felt, something felt like magic when we were in the studio. I, and I usually, it's, I know it sounds corny, but it felt good. And something felt different about both records. And it, I didn't know which one. I thought I'll be loving you would be the, cause I just loved it. That's my number one. But mm. it was magical. And I had, I was pregnant at the time with our son, Gino, our oldest. And so I went on to, record that record and then i didn't never heard of it and i remember giving birth and jerry salerno called me and said denine get ready and i just had had the baby anyway get ready you got to be in miami in three weeks i went excuse me he went yeah you yep. hit so i went i do i had a baby like i'm in no man you didn't you have were so all over media yeah. you know we didn't know i didn't know anything and it was the bubbling under, right? Was it bubbling under, Gina? We bubbling under oh, billboard the first week. I think we went into the 70s on that. The top 100, though. I mean, that's not, we're not talking great. dance, top 100, top 100. I yeah, mean, right. you know, and it, it was, was great. Adam and, and I just went on the road together. I mean, Adam, Gino, and I went on the road and just, it was great. I learned so much from him. He's a, he was a wonderful performer, like a, dynamic with the crowd. I feel bad that he's not out there doing shows right now because this whole new generation would really love to see him live. He's if amazing. There, if there is a, um, if there's an artist that can get on the top shows right now, it would be Collage. Oh yeah. 100%. It would be Adam Morano and Collage and he would be right up there. It would be Stevie B and Collage, TKA, George Lamont, because right. he brought in, he brought in an entire era, right? That, I agree. Not until you heard Raquel in a dream that did songs like that take um the mainstay, the 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 top 40 stations for real. And I wish we had the opportunity to do that. Uh, if we can get out of our way, we can do that now in 2022. Uh but uh, let's, get, let's get back to the list, right? Gina, what do you have? 
Number three, I have Deneen Tiershed. Nice. Right, there, there hasn't been there hasn't been a song that's got me more upset than the Denise Pierre Shed. Denying upset you? Are you are you, <laughs> are you denying it? Nah, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> so, that's and, all Gina. Are you denying that was it? Me. Yeah. Gina, so, did I not? I was like, I can't understand a word. I don't know what she's saying. It took us 45 minutes to get the lyrics. I could not. We couldn't get but the lyrics correct. I, I love the I record. Was a DJ, I was a DJ in a big house and freestyle club, and it was like an anthem, and I loved it. And I just thought that she would be able to bring it out and make it a little bit more fresh because it was so the vocals were so hard to understand. And we were looking for an album filler, and I said, "I'm telling you, it's going to be more than an album filler. Let's get it out there." And we really, really did well with it. And that's just one of my favorite ones. Forever. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the original too. So, so my, so my, my only, my only point. Tell me why you're upset. So, so tell me why you're mad, right? So, my only point of contention is the fact that Deneen didn't sing it originally because I would have loved to hear the original production with Deneen's ah, voice. Right. And so, no, that's. I hear you. That, yeah. that would that would be interesting. Mm. I wonder. Uh, I wonder if that could be done. Let's do it. I'll do it. Write it down. Love I'm, it. I'm executive producing stuff right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're mad. D9 is glad you're not mad at her. <laughs> no, but that's that's still one of my favorites because I love the original and I just thought she would be able to do it. You know, my number three is also occupied by D9, Deneen. Um, and it's and it's baby, I love you, right? So wow. for, me, for me, the 12 inch record, the original 12 inch record, right, that I got. I loved it because the sample was there, you know, the praise the Lord and all that good stuff. But when they did it for yeah. uh, for the for the Vipers, uh, they didn't have you didn't have that specific sample. You had to change it a little bit because of copyright stuff. Because at yep. that time it was it was becoming something um, where you needed to get the samples cleared. But the beat was hard. It was a bit harder than the twelve inch record, the original. So for me. Um, it's always it's those and then the vocals on there, the the writing of "Baby I Love You," it's so catchy. And then the background, the guy going "I love you," and then she's like, "Adam, you know, Adam." What else can you? So I can tell you what that beat was. I can tell you. The background. Yeah. Temptation. The the beat in the background is took a sample of "Temptation" by Karina. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we played the original parts, but we needed some balls on the bottom, so we used a little clip of it, you know. Beautiful. I'm guilty. <laughs> no, we're, we're almost done with this list, but like going down memory lane has been so much fun so far. Yeah, cool, man. And um, uh, I'm going to start with number two. Um, it's a song that was fe featured on the TPE album, um, and um, but I loved it better when he did it on Viper, and it was uh, Dance With Me. Um, yeah, I don't know why is it about that sound that I can listen to that like the beginning of it, the middle of it, the ending of it. That to me made this song much better. Some people may like the original version on the Micmac TPE, but for me, Nino Dance with Me, which is Adam, right? Am I am I am I speaking out of school? Now, Was it Adam or Anthony? Was it Adam or no, Anthony? Well, one okay. version's Adam and one version is Anthony. 
Yeah, I, I think the PPE version is Anthony and uh yes and uh and the Viper Seven one is, is Adam. You're but correct. uh Nino yeah. to me. I don't okay. know why that, I still don't know why they did that because he didn't yeah. have to change the vocal, but he did. I remember when because Anthony was starting to tour in place mm -hmm. of Adam. And yeah. it just was better. He re-recorded everything, he sang everything live. Mm -hmm. So I think that was the reason why he re-recorded it. But I like the original is my right i also have a, a 12 inch record that wasn't on anything but uh a label called renaissance records it was nino just for you my god um, oh, renaissance that. joey yes. joey Cristinzio and greg Ferry owned that oh joey, man like, that was a nightclub in philly that was that was a, a really that was a teen like, club that was a teen yeah, club in very Seoul. popular great song man yeah I love that song. that's where it came from i did not know that that's right wow so yeah, and these, are, these are the songs. These are the songs that that you know that were the evolution of my show and how I started. Because when I started my show, I can't say you know that I didn't play Viper because all I did was play Viper. And then the you know about four, five, six, and seven came out, and then uh, you know you start like, man, this is this is not getting. I can't pick a good song out of here. Um, but you know the first few compilations on Viper were so solid. The Viper's Freestyle Hit Parade are undeniable. And I was re-listening to them before I came on here, and so many great songs. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I did find a few songs that I liked from the later compilations. Like there was a remake um, on number seven. It was called "Through the Fire" by Soul, and it was it's a remake of "Through the Fire." But they they did a freestyle remix of it, and the, the person who sings it on on the compilation, not sure if it was um, Adam Sister or, or whoever it was, but such a great job and um the freestyle beat complemented it so well uh but uh you know these are things that you still appreciate all these years later listen i appreciate you guys still i didn't even you know you're not aware when you're in the moment but the support that you have given us then and now i i, I can't thank you enough i mean i don't think people realize artists like we're, we're relevant because of people like you, both of you so i want to thank you because yeah, I gotta put, I gotta put, I gotta put the rank on the Duchess sometimes because then sometimes she does a like a Viper Seven weekly, um, <laughs> you know, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, uh, um, uh, freestyle show. You know what I mean? So it's like, she's like from Viper number nine. Here's <laughs> Lord, you know, what are you doing? we love you. <laughs> I can't with him. All right, let's, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Who who wants to share the number two? I'm I'm curious, Duchess. What do you have? <laughs> uh, my number two is um, also off the first one. It is "Make Believe When I Hold You." Nice. I don't. Very. I don't even know it. <laughs> value to that song, it, or however you want. Oh, to. I have to go. I have to go with new All archives. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not, I don't want to sing it. I don't want to, you know, have people stop watching the show. But no, they'll, they'll never listen to me again. <laughs> I could sing the whole thing, start to finish, for you. You just, I, I won't. You're welcome. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so, make believe is a group that started at Viper, but ended up moving to Classified Records in in the West Coast, and uh -oh. they did they did a song with a sample, um, Wicked Plastic. Uh, I believe the song was called Love Forever. Um, and so, they, you know, it was their starting point. And and they also had a, a couple of other songs after you know independently, and I believe one of the um, the singers of the group is a DJ on on social media on Facebook, and he's done um, singles, um, you know songs 
Um, I his name escapes me, but um, yeah, make believe is a, is a very uh, solid song. I know that Clubhouse dance music used to play the song all the time. I didn't, but Clubhouse did. The, the it's other not Damon, is it? Damon. Damon Kane, yes. Damon Kane, there, yes. Oh, I know that name. Yeah. Yes. So Damon Kane is one of the singers of Make Believe. Yeah. We know him, Damon. We know him. We met him. I, I remember Damon. I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Here's some freestyle trivia for you. Damon Kane has the most depressing freestyle song of all time. <laughs> really? It's a, it's a 12-inch record. It's called In the Depths of Sorrow. Okay. And let me tell you something. Um, I have the 12-inch record. I still have it in, in my record closet. If you play that song, by the end of it, you're going to be like, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> I am... I am so sad. You're gonna to need to watch a comedy show, um, a stand-up special, because <laughs> it'll, it'll get you. And then the the song goes in the depths of sorrow, and you hear, dun, 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 dun. and then it, it's just it's just very depressing. Damon, I have to, listen. I have to. You schooled me because I don't. I those are two songs I don't know. So I have I'm gonna turn to you, but then don't call me. You know, I told me now. You're gonna remember it. Uh, I'll remember when I hear it. You're gonna know it. Send me yeah. everything. Gina would too. Yeah. I so like Gina, it. Gina, what do you have for your number two? Number two is Angela Garcia's Sounds of Heartbreak. Great song. One of my favorite ones. It was That's almost number one. It was almost number one. For mm. That's my number yeah. two. She um, just it, oh, it, feel it her make, pain. It didn't make my list because it, so, it was requested so much. I just. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love the way. She sings the hook. It sounds yeah, like I'm a hook. I'm a hook person. I love the hook. Just unbelievable. I, I I was there when she recorded that, and yeah, ooh, very good singer. Very. When good you hear the acapella of that song, you could hear her her emotion in the song. A lot of feeling, yeah. which I love. I admire that in a singer when they say that, and she did. She knocked it out of the park. I love. It. That's my number two as well. Oh, uh, it is your number two. Perfect. Yeah. Um, copycat, you know, you're a copycat. <laughs> you know, well, I, went, I went first. How can I copy you? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't share I the win. list. I win. So, so listen, uh, when it comes to this song, this became one of those songs that women will call to uh, dedicate to their boyfriends who broke up with them that week. And so <laughs> you get phone calls. <laughs> you get phone calls. And it'll be like, I want to hear sounds of heartbreak, you know, dedicated to, you know, Pito from, from me, Mari, you know, and it's just like one of those things, like every week, man, either, either it was the same person with different names, she was doing the Adam Morano thing, or it was many different women that were brokenhearted every week <laughs> listening to the radio. No, it's a great song. Great song. Love that record. Yeah. So, so, um. I, again, guys, man, this is awesome. I, I love, I love the fact that we're together here to celebrate and to also discuss, you know, your your time with Viper. Um, so we're gonna go to our number ones. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Deneen because you know she is the number one uh, female artist in all of Viper. Um, so Deneen, who do you have? I know I, that you have. I, you have a few, I would you never. Have a few, I you remember have a few you. Albums, I, I'll be loving you. I love. Like I'll be loving you is probably my all-time favorite, but. Stephanie Morano's Symphony of Love is my all-time favorite Viper record. I just, I love everything about it. I love it. It's my favorite. Julie is my other favorite, but she, I didn't know that she was, but I thought she was. 
I believe I'm, I'm gonna check. I believe that one last kiss by Julie was on two different labels. I'm not sure if it was Viper and Tasmania. It's on Taz. It's on Taz. Is it on Taz? But she's that's yeah. I have to say is my female favorite on on our neck of the woods. It would be her. Oh, so Mania, you gotta come back for Tasmania countdown number two. You know you gotta come back and share your list. We did one already with okay. the with the fellas for pure pleasure and Gennaro, but that'd be great if you can come back and do it. As that well. would be fun. Yeah. So you're you're choosing um uh the Symphony of Love. By far my favorite record. Love Duchess, it. what do you have for number one? My favorite song number one is Heaven Must Have Sent You Orlando. Man. Um I have a I have a um do, I, have to do with this. Right, Orlando? That's my record. Yeah, it's mine. Okay. Well it's the production. This song was so ridiculously replayed. It, it was just insane how much I was obsessed, still obsessed. I still play, keep it on rotation. I play it all Did the time. Did you ever see him? Did you ever see him? No, never, never. In Hartford, Connecticut, in Hartford, Connecticut, if you were on, on Park Street and you were going to see Mr. Musica, uh-huh, you actually hear Orlando Helmas has sent you in people's cars on a on a CD or cassette, and then we booming it on their oh, yeah. Ocho, you know, just going down Park Street yes. playing the song and I'm like what is it about the song and then you hear it <laughs> and you're like okay I understand now and uh great choice yeah I just love it. About, I, I didn't I didn't even remember I produced it until she said it <laughs> I remember being there and he was yeah. very he was the total package you would have really loved it I love it, it. Awesome. See, like but when you hear stuff like that it makes you love the song even more yes. and I'm telling you that's just it's been a favor of mine forever forever oh, and we I have to find him Gino and bring him uh, bring him yeah, to her. how somebody cool run, somebody run into him we can find him, can find him. <laughs> he's out I there he's still in the area tune in tune in this week for the Orlando hour on, on our show <laughs> it'll be one it's song a, for, for an hour it's <laughs> only that Oh, it's only that and Spanish Kiss. They're the two songs we did. <laughs> Wait, didn't you do something like called Let Me Be the One or something like that? Orlando. Oh, Cheryl, I don't remember, Cheryl. I just know Spanish Kiss and have much to say. Yeah, he also. He Cheryl, also did... we will bring him to you. I D9 will deliver. I promise. <laughs> yes. he I also, will deliver he also, him. Orlando also <laughs> did a remake of, of The Promise. And, yeah, he uh, did, which I love. I, I, there are three different versions of Promise by the, three different artists. One was Tony Moran, mm -hmm. one is Orlando, and the other one is Rolando Montalvo. I'm going to go with Rolando Montalvo's version because um, if you listen to that, um, it was the most recent uh, re-recording of it and remake, but he sounds just like the record in a freestyle sense. So I'm going to go with that one. But um, I remember the Orlando remake of The Promise and Spanish Kiss and um, Heaven Must Have Sent You. Our true classics in the underground era of our music, you know. So, Gino, who did you choose as number one? I mean, it's just a no-brainer. I mean, Danine, I remember you is the greatest female record to ever come out of Viper. It might, it's no, you know what? It's the best record to ever come out of Viper. No <laughs> doubt, no doubt, it's no doubt. And it's not called the terror. It's just my favorite uh, song ever to come out of Viper. It's not even close. Like, it's not even close. So, um, congratulations on that. Um, my my number one song is probably <laughs> is probably oh, like that wasn't gonna happen. I don't want nothing to happen to Gino. He, he probably threatened him, right? Didn't he? <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, so <laughs> never. Yeah, okay. So look, uh, my number one is a sentimental one to me. 
It's a song that I think is the best collage song of all time. And it's underrated, right? It's yeah. not I'll Be Loving You. It's not Boyfriend, Girlfriend. It's not Tengo El Gato and those Pantalones, Selena remix. Because, you know, he tried all those. Uh, to me, his best song is from his album, uh, Collage, um, the album. And it's called Diana. Uh, oh, yeah. We love Diana. Just, I just, I uh, love Diana. just the, I love Diana. The, the beginning of it with the, the piano, that, that, that piano in the beginning. And then he starts singing. And then he starts, like, crying in the middle of the song. Like, <laughs> I can't forget the times we shared. That's my true. Mind, my mind, body, and soul. Yeah, that's a, it's that's like, a true story. Wow. Yeah, it's like, it's really? like Diana, Diana, I've been wanting you for so long. Uh, you know, just Diana, I need you more and more. I mean, it was, it was, it's just to this day, it's great. Now, he killed it afterwards because he made it Susanna. And, oh, and he, he added and it well, he Susan got over her. Then he was in love with Jocelyn. Then he was over her. And, and Jocelyn came out. Yeah, I was like, what the heck? But, but, but you're right. Uh, that was great. That was great. Was, I forgot uh, about that one. Uh, and I remember her. I remember Diana. Yeah, I remember Diana too. Yep. And oh, she yeah. broke his heart. If anybody and did. He still used her real name. Like oh yeah. It was oh yeah. And Jocelyn's about Jocelyn Enriquez. I love it. And I remember I him walking up to Jocelyn Enriquez and he said, I'm gonna write a song for you and it's gonna be a hit. And I remember her looking at him like, Okay, who is yeah. the strange man? But and he did. He he yeah. he just was enamored. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, that's when freestyle hubris, thank you, Gennaro, is uh, <laughs> it, it was, was was adamant with Adam. Um, but uh, all these uh, freestyle punts, you know, but uh, <laughs> let me tell you, um, to have you guys here, to you guys are the genesis, the, the concept is here is Gino, producer, Deneen, the first female artist. Uh, the only person that's missing is Adam. So, in Adam's place, we bought the Duchess because you know, the Duchess is the. The, the big number one Viper uh, 7 fan. Um, you can listen to the Duchess every uh, Thursday and Friday at 90.7 uh, WTCC, Clubhouse Dance Music. Um, you could uh, find WTCC on the um, radio app. Also check her out on Sundays on Party 1019. Uh, her first 30 minutes this week probably is going to be all Viper stuff. I, <laughs> I know it's gonna happen. It is now. Now it is. Yeah, I knew it. You I knew are the it. You are. Uh, you. going after... Big shout out going out to um, uh, uh, our, our DJ, uh, the Vital Assassin, DJ Cliff Potts. Um, I'm, Potts. Sure that, I'm sure that be, previously when we had Deneen, he did a Deneen mix. And he did a, a, a mix with all Deneen songs for like 10 minutes straight, just banging them out. So now we're going to probably have a, a Viper uh, mix coming up. Oh, I love it. That'll be cool. Assassin. But guys, um, any any last words? I'm, I'll start with uh, Gino. What would you like to say to anyone that supported uh, the genesis of your career, the beginning of Viper Seven? I mean, we we were always very humble. We appreciated everything. You know, it, it was tough for us because you know, freestyle was dominated by New York, Connecticut, Texas, Florida, Chicago. We so, sort of felt like we got lost in the sauce a little bit. You know, we felt like the outsiders, you know, but we really had a plan. We had a plan to make a certain kind of freestyle that was going to get us on the radio. And we would go, I mean, to this day, I still remember like us going to Texas and doing a, a record, you know, autograph. And it would be lines down the street, Connecticut, lines down. Rochester it was like, she was, it was crazy how big we were in Rochester. Lines in the mall. I mean, the, it 
freestyle people, I'll say it again, as crazy as this genre is right now, they're, they're the greatest fans in the world. The good fans yep. are the greatest ones in the world. So, yeah. I mean, at started in my career. It started my whole life. There wouldn't be a label. There wouldn't have been a Deneen. There wouldn't have been anything I've ever done in my life. I started with freestyle. Freestyle. Was that the uh, catalyst for eventually having 418, the dance label, and then oh, 418 freestyle? Yeah, I mean, I always wanted freestyle, but to me, when I was starting... 418, which will be 10 years in July, next July, it'll be 10 years, the label's there. The freestyle really wasn't hitting to me eight or nine years ago. So, and I was starting DJing, so I loved house and I loved dance, but I always wanted to have a freestyle label too. So I was ready. And I remember having the conversation with you and your partner at the time. Um, it was just always so loyal. Everybody was so loyal and there, there was no social media you know, to walk into a store in Terre Haute, Indiana, and everybody knew who you were, knew who she was, and thought I sang Destiny. I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> with, I mean, that's just radio. That's radio and hardcore fans. Yeah. That's not social media. You couldn't pick up a phone then. So it shows you how much these records resonated and how much of an impact. So for me, I, I, I always say thank you. I'm, I'm very humble that way. Deneen, um, same thing with you. Um, you, you see now that there are new fans coming and joining the Benin uh, fan club, and there are people that are being introduced to songs you did all these years ago. Um, so how do you feel? It's unbelievable. I said to, I had called Gino. I met, I was at my son's t-ball game, and my son is eight years old, and I see a, a, a mom staring at me, and I'm like, maybe we, we met in a supermarket or something, and she's like, looking at me and she has a little girl next to her and she said, she was waving at me and she said, can my daughter meet you? And I said, sure. And she comes over and she said, my daughter's a huge, she's 11 years old. She, she's on my uh, Facebook page. Wow. And she said, I love your music. We do Freestyle Fridays every night in my house. Every Friday, I'm sorry, every Friday in my house. I wanted, listen, I'll cry thinking about it. Gino knows I'm very emotional because that oh is <laughs> wow, I'm thinking to myself, I have chills because you would have you would have told me 30 years ago that we would be here and I would be staring at a little girl who's friends with my son. I was just so humbled by that experience, and I just hugged this kid, and we're friends now. We we go back and forth, and we text, and she's a great kid, Giovanna, and it was just amazing. And I, and that I'm just humbled. I, I appreciate the fans and I appreciate you and I appreciate Cheryl and I appreciate every DJ and everybody that streams our records to this day. I just thank you for keeping us around and relevant. This is CBR's Clubhouse Live. I want to thank everyone who's watching. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. For Gito Caporelli, Deneen and the Duchess, I'm CBR saying good night. And remember, it's not who you love, it's how. We'll talk to you soon. Love Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I remember. The Vinyl Assassin, DJ Cliff Potts, in the mix.
Hello and welcome. Welcome back to CPR's Clubhouse Live. My name is CPR Jose Ortiz, and, and this week for me is fanboy country. Um, joining me right now is someone that I consider. I mean, she didn't tell me to call her this. I call her this here on my radio show. Uh, to me, she is the queen of Canadian freestyle. We have Elisa uh, joining us right now Thank on CPR's you, Clubhouse Live. Hi. How are you? I'm great. I'm so happy and excited to be here with you and with everybody tonight. So thanks for having me. It's um, It was interesting that I got a message from you um, yeah. on, on social media because I've messaged you in different parts, right? Trying to get you on my show for so many years and maybe I missed you somehow, but um, it was like um, divine intervention when, <laughs> yeah. when, you, when you contacted me. I'm like, it's Elisa. <laughs> and, and it was immediate to me. Um, and, and let me explain. I say you're the queen of Canadian freestyle because you are one that has always uh, written uh, most of your songs. You are one that um, have had uh, the best um, production, uh, okay. best vocals, um, songs that still to me um, are classics and, and get stuck uh, to me. Um, it, it's it's part of my, the beginnings of my show. Um, in the last episode, we talked about how Viper, uh, Seven yeah. Records, and Deneen, they they influenced my radio show when I first started. But also when Tiamo Records and Elisa, I heard her on volumes uh, number two and so forth. Yeah. Uh, when I first heard something in my heart, yeah. I don't know what was it about that song. I think it's um, the emotion you show in the song because you really are just like, like the, the, the writing is amazing. But the way that you go with the song and the way your voice sounds like this, this this plight this this need for love in the middle of the song to me it just endeared me to that song and to this day is is one of my favorites from your catalog and thank believe you. you i have many thank, um, but, thank you but let, let's go let's go back to 1996 can you yeah. believe me? i was a, i was a baby i was a baby like yes. honestly i um i was a fan of, of we were speaking about him but i was a fan of joey and at yes. the time he is what was oh my gosh my hair's in my okay well, he was on uh basically what we were hearing here on Tiamo Records, mm -hmm. uh, as long as uh, he used to be known as Intonation, featuring yes. Joy at the time. And then they had a female artist, Chrissy, on the yes. label. Free My um, Love. Feel My Love. And then he also had this artist, Manuela. To me, yes. she's like the soul of the beginning steps of, yes. of you know. So, uh, I mean, I came from a place, I have an older sibling, he used to DJ. I'm still surrounded by DJs. It was like it was meant to happen, meant to yes. be. And, uh, this is what I was hearing. And then basically by fate, I was able to meet uh, the team behind those records. And that was the first record I cut with them. I was a baby, like fresh out of high school. Uh, and I used to write a lot. And a lot of them were based on freestyle records I was listening to prior, yes. not just the Canadian stuff, Americans. Mm -hmm. Like I was, a, I still am. Uh, he probably thinks I'm like stalker number one because I've never met him, but I've spoken to him before. George Lamont to me yeah. was like, I have a lot of family in New York City, like upstate, um, Queens, like, so we used to take family trips every year and I'd be listening to George Lamont, like all the way there, all the way back kind of thing, yes. you know? And you, can, and you can see the the George Lamont influence in Tiamo yeah. Records, right? So it, Manuela, you can hear yeah. uh, some of the Battle of the Heart in Who You Foolin' and some of the other songs that she yeah, recorded. Yeah, that was just like- Yeah, and then they moved, they moved on with Planet Rock and Intonation featuring Joey, Dad in Your Arms Tonight. And all the other songs, but yeah, 
Um, also, there was influence in your music when it came to George Lamont because you did do your rendition of Without You. I did. Uh, I didn't do it justice, I don't think, but I did later. it because I loved it so much. I think yes. for me, it was more because I just loved him so much I had to do something like that. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah he, to sure. us, you know, to, to us, he is the quote unquote king, right? In Canada, Joey is the king of Canadian freestyle. Yeah, and I know for sure. all these different titles, all these kingdoms. But these are the people that I see um, um, that um, are the top tier of their area. So yeah. for me, if you're coming from Canada, the top tier in Canada is Intonation featuring Joey. Yeah, and, so he's uh, just Joey. He's just Joey now. But yeah, I'm like, yeah, we don't. Joey. But yes, yes, for sure. And 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 uh, we have Elisa. And you know, I I just heard a project that Joey uh, produced. So mm -hmm. you have Intonation featuring Joey down in your arms tonight. And yeah. then we celebrated 40 years of the Planet Rock beat. Yeah. And then he introduced a group called AP3, just the yeah. same. And yeah, he did good a friends. I'm good friends with them. He did a remix. That's right. Yes, which That's I right. love. I, mm -hmm. I think that Intonation uh, uh, or Joey did Joey, a great yeah. job when it came to the uh, AP3, just the same. I yeah. think that he made the pen of rock from, uh, bearable for me. Because um, yeah. when it comes to Canada, you know, Canada is oversaturated with the pen of rock beat. And there's many people that used it, trying to get a hit out of it. Mm -hmm. But the only ones that did it well to me are Joey, yourself, and just Thank a choice you. few others. But the fact that he came uh, full circle and, yeah. and did a, a uh, Joey intonation type uh, remix, remix yeah. the MP3 is, is amazing. Yeah, he's now. super talented. I mean, I think, like I said, I there are many artists and that I respect and, and God bless them, friends with a lot of them from here. Um, yes. Chris Phillips being one of them with his wife. Uh, Kathy, Alexa. like I love them Alexa, to death. and Alexis, the sister, yeah, the sister. So, um, but like I think for most of us, the ones that have been successful, because I know Chris was doing stuff for Little Susie. I was blessed to write a song for Little Susie. Uh, I know her very well as well, I love her to death. But like I think for most of us, that's what it is. You have to understand where the music came from, right. the history of the music, um, and the love for the music. You know, and I think uh, what the problem is, I mean nobody hate me for saying this, but like, I think what's happening is with the newer generation, they're just like listening to some beats and they're thinking, well, uh, I can do this. Right. But the, but the feeling is there, you know, my, uh, the stories are missing, uh, the yes. love and, and what you're hearing from a vocal. One of my favorite artists, um, in the U S and I can listen to her sing for hours, Cynthia Figueroa, one oh, of my wow. favorite, just because of what I hear, I'm one to listen to the beats, but then when I'm listening, to melodies and the way the voice is coming out and stuff. I'm a huge fan. And I think people don't have that same emotion anymore when they're singing it, let alone writing it and then doing these beats. I struggled. Like I'm here to, you know, uh, promote obviously my new record. And I struggled yeah. because uh, the people that did my music are no longer doing it right now. And uh, some of the people that I have done tracks with like Chris and stuff, they've moved to California and they, you know, everybody has their life. So you move on. And Believe it or not, this track came from myself and my husband, my husband. And we're, we're like, this is a new beat, a new thing for us. Cause I've been in the studio. I've uh, written my tracks, melody. I've done mix downs and stuff, but don't ask me to produce a song because I can't, right. I can tell you what's good or what I like. And it was tricky, but um, God bless him too, for being behind me. He, he's a DJ at heart. And we both at one point worked for an entertainment company. So uh, thank God, because I don't know where I would have what I would have done. It's um, it's one thing to put out music, but it's another thing to put out something you believe in 
yeah. and something that you feel. And when we mix, this track is new. Like when I mix this thing down a couple of weeks ago and I left the studio, again, you're going to hear me say I had a lot of like overwhelming moments. And yes. it was one of them because I thought, oh, thank goodness we did it. Like I felt it. And mm -hmm. and uh, I think the problem with the newer stuff is like, people just aren't getting where the heart of the music comes from, I think. Yes. The first and, and, you know, ever since I heard you 26 years ago, I, I've only heard <laughs> what? what? 26 Two years ago. ago? Oh, okay. 26 years ago. All I hear, <laughs> yeah. all I hear was heart. I hear heart, passion. Um, you know, in, in songs like um, you know, something in my heart. Uh, yeah, some yeah. of my favorites say goodbye, 1999. Yeah. Uh, we go. My, one of my favorites, and I think the one that I can listen from beginning to end is uh, "Who's Crying Now." The extended yeah. mix. Yeah. I need to hear the extended mix of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, I love the production. It's one of my I favorites. I love the progressive kind of rock in it, but I also love your voice. And and again, it's the passion and the plight, the 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 issue of the song. You know, you can yeah. hear what she's going through. Um, and now with your new song, now you're gone, which is going to be released soon. Um, you're you're bringing some of that flavor back and some yeah. of that passion back into. It was the a music. relief. It really was because. Um, Vinnie Mac, the, the, he did like Back to Me, Who's Crying Now. We did, we did a few other tracks and, and some dance records. Mm -hmm. Like I said, right now is just not a good time to be producing and uh, right. good friend, miss him to death. So it's like, what do you do? What do you do when you, you know what you're looking for, but you can't really get it done the way you want, you know? It's mm -hmm. tricky because, you know, what? what things were like 10 years ago are not the same now. And yes. uh, we were able to recreate that vibe and and... Yeah, like I said, it's a relief. I'm I'm so excited. I'm beyond excited. And you've so. also connected with Destune Records. Talk to me yeah. about that partnership. So I have been friends with uh, the promotional, uh, what do we call him? Let's call him promotional manager, John Pito. Yeah. I've, I've known Pito. I'm just going to call him Pito. I've known Pito from the beginning. Okay, so like we're going back like MySpace and stuff where, and I, I think MySpace was a cool window. To, it opened up because I was able to connect yes. with a lot of uh uh, freestyle promoters, producers, you know, uh, fans. So uh, we've been friends forever. So he was one that's always been there, you know, bugging me through the years. When are you going to do another one? When are you going to do another one? And so I was in search of a team to work with. Um, but like I said, you, I just needed that feeling. So when we started this project, I reached out and I said, uh, George, he owns the label, is George down to do something together? And it was quite simple. To me, they're like family. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was a really easy decision. And so we basically are tag teaming this, uh, this release. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I first did it because I just wanted to do a freestyle record. I missed it so much. Yes. We missed and you too. Thank you. But that's, okay. that's like, that's what I was like seriously saying to them going back to being overwhelmed and, and greatly humbled, uh, for the response. Cause I just posted a clip. It was just a, the chorus, I thought, let's just put it out there until we're ready to share a little bit more. And I'm talking it is within days, days, people were like, we want it on our mix show. Can we play it here? Can we play? And it, I was just like, what is happening? And my days have been consumed with promoting this record. And now, because I know so many believe in it and, and in the project, I'm going to do my best to get it out there to everybody. And, uh, well, it's because you know, it's because all you have to say is a brand new freestyle song from Elisa, yeah. and all you have to say is say no more. But, uh, but see, like on my end, on my end, this is what's crazy. So I partied till I was, you know, late in age, and then mm -hmm. I have I mentioned this. I have two little boys. One is turning three. One is four. Like they're babies. But when 
when I, you know, had them, you go from music party, party, music party, you know, to all of a sudden everything stops and you kind of lose yourself in the mix or even just to find the time to write and do this stuff. So I honestly was not expecting this. I said to my husband, I, I feel like everyone was waiting for this record. And, and like I said, you're going to make me, I think I'm going to cry like five times on here, but I am beyond like, there's no words to explain how I feel right now. Uh, The support I'm getting from everybody you know, I was so excited for the interview today, and and thank you for having me on here. It's, listen, it's, it's when, crazy. When, um, it's crazy. When you inbox me, and it's like, yeah. Alisa wants to send you a message. I'm like, how do I? <laughs> what do I? What do I do? And then I was like, hey, you want to come on and do an interview? And you're yeah. like, and, and then she's like, would you like me to send you my bio? And I, what did I tell you? Well, that's what I mean. And your answer, everybody, his answer was, I don't need a bio. I've been following you from something in my heart, and I knew that was my first record. Not yeah. a lot of people know that, but I knew that. And yeah. and that's what I'm saying. I, I went to my, I, clearly, I went to my husband and I said, what is happening? Like, you know, and uh, like I said, and, it and just. You know, you, you built a cult following um, in my New England area. Um, yeah. In 1999, you um, you had songs uh, in, in, in uh, Freestyle Mania. And yeah. um, you had a song called Say Goodbye, which yeah. people, um, there were cars in downtown Springfield playing that's... this song. And playing Tamara, never gonna let you go. These two yeah. songs, yeah. And then, and then you would have, um, you would have uh, people call for um, Dime Adios, the Spanish version of Say Goodbye, yeah. and um, Emmy Sueños, which to me was like, um, <laughs> I listened to you sing Emmy Sueños, and I'm like, I love this song so much, but it reminded me of something else. And yeah. for weeks, I'm like, what is this song? And I'm like, it's a remake of the party, but it's in Spanish. <laughs> And and uh, let me tell you the the my the light bulbs that went off when I figured out back then. Yeah. But but we appreciate um your your music and we've been playing your music all along. Thank Our radio you. station has been on for thirty years. Yeah. Playing freestyle every week for six hours. So you've never left our airwaves. And so there's a time and place for me to play uh, freestyle, and there's a time for me to play the Canadian uh, yeah. contingency, is what I call them. But um. Uh, you know, we, we we talk about the history of uh, Canadian freestyle. We talk about Joey. We yes. talk about Elisa, the two top tiers, Manuela. Uh, yes. We talk about, um, you know, Chris and Alexia Phillips. We talk yes. about Kathy uh, Phillips. You know, and there and there's a few more that you can add to the list. Well, we were all connected to Metropolitan at yes. one point uh, before the label, like, right? And, and yeah. that was a big deal for me. You know, like I said, I was straight out of high school. And then the first record that hit and bubbled under billboard for me was show me how you love me. So yes. we did shows in California, did shows in Texas. Um, it was, it was a big deal for me, you know, to be able to do that. I'm sure that I'm sure that now people that are watching from Texas, um, if they knew that you were ready to get back out there, they yeah. will book you in a minute to, to have you, you there. Uh, guys, I'll I'm down. <laughs> I'll take your time. Yeah. The sound that you have is a sound that they love. And it's yeah. like time, Time stood still in some parts of the country, yeah. um, you know, and some parts of the world. It's a time stood still in Brazil. The Planet Rock being celebrated. They're so, still they're still playing. Like we again, yes. like again, this week was a week of reflection for me. Mm-hmm. It really was, and um, I was going through some of my uh, here. It's called SoCan. I guess like your ASCAP or your BMI, mm-hmm. and it shows me what's still getting played, and that's what we saw in Brazil because I had I had some releases under a label there. And they're still playing back to me. I'm still getting airplay 
because I can see I can clearly see it. Mm-hmm. And and it's amazing, you know, it's amazing yeah. in Brazil, right? The sounds that that would come out of, of your music, yeah. it was futuristic, it was ahead of its time. So now yeah. it fits right in. Um, and it, you know, especially like back to me, I can I still remember the the what has the Alice DJ riff in there that yeah, are I mean, off alone. So because Euro dance here was so that's I mean that's what the connection was. It was bringing the stuff we loved into the freestyle music, and it mm-hmm. didn't work for everybody. I mean, some of these remixes we're doing now for now you're gone. I get it. Some people mm-hmm. don't. They don't. They prefer more of that Latin, mm-hmm. you know, low. Like the first thing Destin said to me was, "You realize this is 132 BPM?" And I said, "Yeah, but that's what I do. I yeah. I can't I can't slow it down. What I'm like I can't slow it down. I just yeah, and that's me." You. They're gonna you love know, you in Detroit because Detroit you know, loves fast. Yeah. You know, so you know, it's it's uh, it's just you know the genesis of freestyle started with the pan rock beat, hip hop, in, in New York City, and yeah. then it turned into this phenomenon where they have different variations of freestyle. Yes. They have so we want to give Italian, that you know if we they have can. the Italian American connection with Viper Seven yeah. and Denise yeah. and you know Caporali. They have the Canadian part of it, which is sped up, still has that pan rock um, influence. Yeah. And 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 it has that Euro sound connected to it. So everybody spun it in a way. Um, if you're from New York, it has a hip hop, it has loops, it has a break beat, you know, it has an outro intro. Yeah. Um, and everybody follows those those um those those same uh parameters, but they they add their own style to it. So that's yes. why I can hear um who's crying now and listen to the entire thing because it's not hardcore freestyle, it's no. hardcore. European freestyle, but the beats are hard. Yeah. And and even though it's fast paced, you carry the song with your vocals, the writing, and the passion that you show Thank to you. the entire thing. Yeah. There's there's one thing that I can say about you. You never you never took a song for granted. It wasn't like you never you never left your all into that specific song. Like there was no walkthrough when it came to you. You you went in there, you put your vocal down, you you put your backgrounds, ad libs. Um, yeah. you know, your every verse that you wrote meant something. There's a story in in all your music, and that's why you're so well respected. Um, and that's why I call you the queen. You know, I know all respects to Alexia and Manuela and whoever, you know, comes the Zoe's and whoever comes from Canada. But um, to me, you know, just top-tier stuff uh, coming from you. And I, I, I say that to you here from a I'm a fan for, for 26 years. Um, and and a person that's been wanting to have you on a one on one interview for a long time, um, I just want to make sure you understand that. <laughs> yes, Issa, you're not going to let me forget either. No, but no. You know what? There's maybe things are meant to happen. Like, believe in that, right? <laughs> things are meant to happen when they're meant to happen. Again, I'd be honest with you. If I if I saw those messages, I promise you, I would have did it in a heart. Like I'm trying to remember now, but I'm like. I'm not no, the biggest I think, Facebook person. I think too, person, you were so right? busy at the time because you yeah. had international hits. You had Bailando in '98, Mamboleo yeah. in '99. You had like chart-topping dance songs that were away from freestyle. It wasn't like um, it was just freestyle strictly. What you were doing? Yeah, you were I, doing Euro. You were I'm doing. Still, dance. I'm still doing it. I have another yeah. track coming out shortly with uh, the DJ producer DJ Laza. He had an Italian hit called Julia, and mm-hmm. we're that's ready to go in the next few weeks as well. Because now I'm like, I'm full in. If I'm back, I'm back. I don't want to yeah. like go backwards anymore. You know, after I feel like I lost myself, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a good feeling to find yourself again. So there's are no you, going um, back. Are you still in Toronto? 
Yes, I am. I, I mean, I live more northern, but yeah, we'll call it Toronto. Yeah, we'll call it somewhere yeah. in Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> and it's amazing. Like, um, to have you from Toronto on the show to me is is um the epitome of the reason why I put the show together to connect yeah. uh, with artists that I've played throughout my career. Um, and because you know I'm going almost you know since I was 17, I, I you know when I got to college, I, I took communications. I needed to have my own radio show. I needed to mimic the show that was on, the one that I, I took over years later. But uh, it's it's just uh, amazing to to see some of your your heroes, right? Some of the people that you listen to. And so I told you this would be like a, a Mark kind of, uh, you know, marking out type of uh, uh, episode where I'm going to be praising you to the entire thing. And people are like, man, knock it off. this guy. Yes. So, but but it's because again, like I, I have you know the catalog of of music that means so much, um, you know, to me, you know, uh, forever love, you know, like yeah. that was a such a but cool like when song. I when I listen back to those though, like this is me on a like you know, I'm gonna butcher my own songs, but some that like I said, everyone when I do shows here, I always do like back to me who's crying mm -hmm. now. Then I mix it in with the 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 year old stuff because mm -hmm. it was very well known here, and I I get like am I allowed to swear? I won't swear. I get yelled yeah. at. Let's call. It, let's make it polite because I don't sing "Show Me How You Love Me," but I'm like, mm -hmm. it's for me. If you compare, like, uh, again, the BPM of this track to like what I'm doing now, it's really hard to do on stage. Like you yeah. get, like it's just. But like, I get yelled at, and "Forever Love" is another one of those. Right? Mm -hmm. They're very similar in style, very similar, and they were written around the same time as well. Yes. Um, but it's like crazy. It's crazy. I can't like I won't like if you see me before I probably won't perform that song, mm -hmm. you know. But I get yelled at by the hardcore fans that love it so much, and I, I almost feel guilty. But just really hard have, to do. We're gonna have to do Elisa unplugged. You know, yes, guitar. Sure? And, you that'd, know, be, and, that'd be cool. Band. How do you even do that? <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's, that? it's just gonna be so cool. <laughs> so so cool. Now, um, you know, you you have the now you're gone. Um, yeah. And and you're you're doing this this thing that's brilliant which is you're servicing the dj first yeah and then you know little by little earning an audience here earning an audience there it's, um, it's, we weren't expecting to be honest i, I honestly was not mm -hmm. expecting this response i was well, not you know, the, so, the, the reason why i praise this is because like the new generation i yeah. need to learn from the generation that preceded them and that is is that um you know they they have to find these ways of marketing themselves in yeah. a positive manner and you you felt like you know you're in toronto how am i you know gonna get this stuff out there look how easy it's, it is it's been you. years i mean i used to have man like again with tmo then became music network we worked as a team i used to have management here together and then back in the day we also had record labels that were putting out cds and stuff right. and it's it's been so long that things have changed so drastically it's like the people are the same but what do you do you know Yes, and, I have uh, every you take single different CD. angles. I have every yeah. single CD of Tiamo. Uh, it's here. I, yeah. I took the CD and I went in my iTunes and I pull all the songs and then I just throw away the CD. <laughs> so those are to me, those are treasures, right? Yeah. Um, those are yeah. those are timeless treasures. You know, Same to have Tiamo free stock collection, volume one, two, three, you know, and just keep going. Free um the the power one, uh Tiamo yeah. free stock power. I had like a flower and I yeah. remember it all. Yeah. yeah and we were lucky because because our they station here, three, they should charge three thousand dollars for that type of uh, oh graphic, right? You know, like right. <laughs> but like our station here is Z one hundred and three, 
And they used to put out Tony Monaco as the main, yes. like he's a freestyle supporter number one, especially yes. like in Canada. I wouldn't even say Toronto. And and we used to do CDs here too, Freestyle Heaven, yes. uh, you know, Freestyle those. Frenzy, which was the yes. name of his show. And and it, like I said, it was so we were talking about this the other day. I mean, uh, the show has been like it hasn't been on the air, but he's been doing special editions every few mm. months. And and you you realize how much you miss. Yeah. Uh, the program even just getting the like he was mentioning the calls he's been getting and stuff like that you know I, i'm doing a huge show here i mean it's big for us mm -hmm. on the 24th it's uh uh stevie b which i've done many shows with him trainer uh cover girls i'm so excited because they i don't mm -hmm. even think i they've been here ever um yeah. little Susie, which i'm excited because i haven't seen her in years raquel and myself and joey joey's mm -hmm. on the bill and uh you don't understand the tickets are like hot commodity right now and the radio stations give like people are contacting me and I'm like, sorry, man, I don't have no tickets, but I'm so excited to do this show with, with everyone uh, because it just doesn't happen here anymore. The and way it's it two generations. It's two yeah. generations. It's uh, the generation before and the generation after. Um, yeah. And it's, it's um, respect, mutual respect. You guys earned those spots. You yeah. know, the reason why they call Elisa and Joey is because they were the top tier top artists in 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 that uh in that country yeah you know yeah. And, and in the era as well so it's a it's a great respect to see that you're on the same bill and that yeah, we, we do shows great. all the time he's like fan mm -hmm. like i said i'm i'm lucky because the bulk of the freestyle community here and i wrote a lot of songs you had mentioned tamara i'm i'm on the background of that yes. song that's me and singing her harmonies and stuff in the back of that track i'm um, aware I'm and so then aware. I, I wrote <laughs> yeah. i wrote the next song for her as well she did a euro song and I wrote a, in that time period, I wrote the bulk of what was coming out of Toronto, basically for other artists. But yes. um, it was the love for the, the music and the love for being able to share it. You, how many of my songs can you play at one time? You, you can't, right? So I was open to sharing the love with everyone to see you know, other people succeed as well. Um, again, it's a little trickier these days, right? But um, it was a good time. I can't. I can't complain. Like it was a really good out of time. your entire, out of your entire freestyle catalog that you have. Yeah. Um. What is your favorite song for your entire freestyle yeah, yeah, catalog? Yeah, back to me. Back. Yeah. To me. Yeah. I love singing I, it live. I love listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. Who's crying now is right behind it though. Yeah. Uh, everything. I love the hardness of Who's Crying yeah. Now. It's just it just pounds. I did a few after. I also did a cover of. Uh, yeah, I, I think those are the only, pretty much the only two covers. But I did a cover of Stephanie Bennett's "Back for My Love," and yeah. the reason I did that one is because again, loved her record so much. I just had to do it. It was one of those for no yeah. rhyme or reason. I just did it because yeah, I Paradigm, loved that, the Paradigm record so yeah. much. I used to, I burned a hole in that CD. It's how the many greatest, times I played it. it. To me, is the greatest progressive freestyle song of all time. Yeah, um, you know, 2000, 1999 when that song was released. Uh, I, to me, it's still my favorite song. Like yeah. I, I I'm, I'm a huge album. fan to this day. Yeah. You know Stephanie's voice, I, and those are the things I listen to. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's what comes out of the. It, again, the music matters for me, but I I think that's why I love George Lamont so much. Yes. Uh, I believe I have. Uh, it was a tape, a cassette tape, of it. Uh, it's always you. Is that the name of the song? Yes. If you could read my mind, I used to listen to the acapella. Yes. I wasn't even listening to. And I just would listen to it over and over again. And just he, listen to it's always you. Like yeah, I was just I listening it. to all that. It's and amazing. that's what I would do. 
Like yes. how, like, it's crazy. What's, you know, I wouldn't even listen to the music. Just There's his, an ongoing his joke between George Amon and I that um, if he sings um, one of his songs, uh, What Does yeah. That Leave Love, which is my favorite, yeah. that I start getting teary-eyed and misty-eyed. <laughs> and he'll, he'll, he'll joke on me all day about it. But yeah. it's, a, it's a running joke. Don't start crying, you know, things like that. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, but it's out. what you he's said. Just, uh, it's got to hit you, man. Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't hit you. Something's missing, you know? Yeah. I, there's a lot of, like, just, again, I don't, I'm not here to talk negative, but there's stuff, like, I listen to some stuff, and I'm just like, what is happening? Or the singer, the beat comes in, and you're like, okay, this is not bad. And then the singer kicks in, and you're just like, what's happened? Like, it's not, it's not like when I first heard something in my heart. Because yeah. you know, in the beginning, it, but like, that was sing. like that was a scared little girl singing that record. Right. Like, to be honest, there's a big. I think there's a confidence difference mm -hmm. if you listen to some of the vocals back then, and you listen because it's growth, right? As you go. Yes. Um. But I was a scared little girl. They recorded but, me in a closet. Me, a closet. I wasn't even in a recording studio. I know you can that. hear the vulnerability, though. Can you yeah. hear my? You know, it was just like yeah. I I, I just loved it, and then to the whole entire thing, like you're just like. Like singing this song, and um, of course yeah. we're gonna have to play a clip of it, but it's, it's amazing. It's just an amazing yeah. song. It's uh, it's it's again one of my 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 favorite songs from from an entire era of Tiamo. Um, yeah. and so um, talk to me about um, where do you see yourself going um now that you're back? Do you wanna, you know, go tour? Do you wanna put an album together? What do you wanna do? I know we we did talk about doing an album. Um. My husband's now all excited, so he's like ready for like, okay, what do we do next? You know, and he's like, again, he's he's from, he's got a DJ background. He we yeah. we have a music background, both of us in that degree. But this is new to him, you know. So I'm like, slow down, because I I still have my day to day. It's hard, but um, shows have been doing local shows. Mm -hmm. uh, I have been doing nonstop. It has never stopped. I even did a show five months pregnant. Actually, Stevie wow. Stevie was on that bill. Who's there? Stevie was on that bill. It was a wow. it was a mix. And I was five months with my first son. I, when I got up on stage, I was like, what am I doing? It was exciting until I got up there. But I was like, I don't know how I got through, but I did. But I never Amazing. stopped. I never stopped. I mean, as far as performances. So I'm down. I'm down. If I can get back out there and, and you know, see some of the fans and the hardcore fans, I, I think that's the best part of it, to be honest. I'm the type of person I do my show and I like to walk through wherever I am, the crowd. I want people to come up to me. Let's stop you know, right there for a moment yeah. because there are a lot of people that don't have the background that you have that now don't want people touching them, talking to them, yeah. don't want anything to do with them. And it's like, but the, the reason why they're here yeah. is for that connection, that connection yes. with the artist. And I'm and glad you hear stories. I love listening to, like I said, I like you're sitting here telling me things like, you know, oh, in 19, I used to listen to it where you're telling me, you know, who was listening. Mm -hmm. like, you learn things because there's things that I'm not fully aware of, obviously, and what's happened or the influence my music has brought to others. And if you don't speak to the fans, like, how do you learn? You know, you don't. And it it, it becomes more meaningful, 100% more meaningful uh, when you hear these stories. You know how I had a girl reach out to me last week. Um, I hope she doesn't. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know her personally. So I guess we won't say a name. It doesn't matter. But she said she was going through a divorce. And she was a huge fan and back to me had come back on the radio while she was, I don't know, cleaning her house or mm -hmm. something. And it, she said it totally changed her mood. It reminded her of back in the day. She yeah. was listening to the words. And, you know, if you listen to the words, that's basically it. You know, I'm telling the dude, like, what the hell are you doing to me? Like, mm -hmm. you know, and she said that it just changed her mood. 
And she took the minute. She goes, I hope you don't mind. I'm taking a moment. I want to write, you know, to tell you how much I appreciate you. Your music. It changed my whole day. Amazing. It really did. Because I can't always hear those stories, right? Mm -hmm. So meeting fans and being able to say hello. Sometimes, you know, it, it's a quick hello and unfortunate. But sometimes I can sit and actually listen and, and hear, you know, other people's point of view. And I, I love it. I wouldn't change that. I, I think I think it's a testament to all the work that you put in. That's quality. Um, and you. and by the way, big shout outs. I was trying to say big shout outs to your husband, who's a, <laughs> such, a, so this, such, a okay. such an anarchy fan. I had to bump rooms twice to get on this. Okay. Uh, so there's I don't. It's not. Can you see it? No, it's cut off. No, I can't see it. Skull, but I love so that it. you mentioned previously that he's an anarchy fan. Anything and so skull he, related is like everywhere through my house. There's skulls. Yeah, I haven't gotten into Mayans yet. Um, yeah, but I, I'm we sure haven't either. Up. Yeah, and I'm sure yeah. that I will eventually, but since yeah. Anarchy, the original, uh, just an amazing so, uh, yeah, he's show. just he's like he's like a sons or anything horror movie related, he's just yeah. dangerous. It's like, yeah, so we we talked about uh, your past, um, yeah, uh, so, so Tiamo Records became a different uh, uh label music, music network, network. Yeah. yes, and uh, do you, are they still um intact or have they dissolved? Uh, not a hundred percent sure. Uh, I think he still dabbles. Mm -hmm. uh, I know he's probably, I think, puts things online, but to some, that's basically as far as I know <laughs> for now. I know, anyway. my, I know my, that my library now grew again. Yeah. Um, because I don't have to go to my my files. I could just, you know, put it on my uh, on my Apple Music and just yeah. throw them with some music. And believe you me, like um, it the the emotion is still there. Whenever I hear your voice, it it it, it catches my core. <laughs> And um, yeah. when it catches my core, it just excites me and brings me back to when I first started, you know, the freestyle thing. I've never taken time off from freestyle. I've I've been here every week since I was 17 years of age because I have a yeah, passion for it. That's amazing. And 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 the reason for that is because of artists like you. Um, and the fact that you mentioned Cynthia Figueroa in the same yeah. sentence and in your in your interview is great because like you know, that's another one of my favorites, right? Yeah. So, so everybody go on and on. But yeah, everybody who has this passion for the music, you can hear yeah. it in their music, in their production, in their writing. Those are the people that I'm attracted to. Yes. Um, and the fact that you feel the same way, that's that's amazing. See, that. We were we were me and you meant to be yeah. from the start, you see? Yeah. But it's the it it's the truth. I mean, I think that freestyle music represents that emotion. You know, it I mean when it stems from more that Latin sound. That's what I think about when I think about Latin music, you know, right. romance and like pain and like heart, like, mm -hmm. you know, you hear a good, like, and, and that's the way it should be, I mm -hmm. think, you know, and if the passion comes out in, in everything between the music and the vocal, then that makes a really good freestyle record. You know? uh, when, when I'm, I gave you homework, I think, because before we got uh, together, you watched yeah. our previous episode, the yeah. Viper 7 Top I, 5, right? I enjoyed so, it so much. I was I'm talking inviting, about it. I'm inviting you. To invite two of your friends so we can okay. do a Tiamo top five. Okay. Uh, because that's also <laughs> important, right? You can bring your husband, bring whoever yeah. you want, you know, and we'll, we'll do a Tiamo top five. Okay. Uh, we'll bring our list in and it probably you all. You know what? You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it better for you. Since you waited this whole time, don't, I'm going to say it, but I, I'll get it done. Since you waited this whole time, Jose, I'm going to make a call and I'll get Joey on 
to nice, do a Tiamo nice. top five. Okay. That'd be great. That'd uh, be great. Manuela, I can probably find because her daughter sings great. Like, her daughter wow. is unbelievable. I just haven't talked to her. So it might be so take some time to find her. But Joey, I can probably do for you. And yes. we'll get on all together and do that. How about that? Which speaking of joy, my favorite, believe it or not, is not even that one. It's no, nothing to you. It's nothing yes. to you. Oh, uh, and you know, and, right, um, he, everyone, everyone freaks out when he does die in your arms here. Everyone mm -hmm. just like right away. And I'm thinking, that's not such a track I want to hear when he's singing yeah. live, you know? But uh, yeah, nothing to you for me was the the good mm -hmm. one. I mean, they're all good, but like my but favorite. For me. Um, the one that um, I love is called yeah. Better Than You. I'm doing yeah. better. Yeah. I'm doing yeah. Better than you think. Oh my God. Girl, wanna, yeah. I see the sun, you know, and sun all you know, it's it's you went away. Oh, that one. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing better than you think, girl. Yeah. It's just, oh my God. And it, yeah. it, 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 it's at the same time that um, um, I was playing that, I was playing Who's Crying Now. So it was like mm -hmm. a Canadian double feature every time <laughs> on, right? Yeah. And, and it's like, it's, it just Joey was great. I got to see him one time in Buffalo, New York, ten years ago. A while ago, um, yeah. And he yeah. got there. He was dressed in his, you know, suit. He came Still in does. there, <laughs> yeah. like a, looking like a male model. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm Still like, does. man, like, I ain't talking to him. <laughs> you know? Still does. The women yeah. love him here. I'm Absolutely. not gonna lie. The women, young and old, they, they, like even, yeah, yeah. 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 He got he's super, a, he's super a, amazing. He's a, he's super a Canadian amazing soul. Canadian version of Suave over here. Cried like Ricky. Suave, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's nuts. Oh, gosh. But yeah, we can maybe hook that up. I think that would be super cool. Now yeah, you got me thinking cool. about the Tiamo stuff, like the early stuff. I did. I, the Chrissy song, Free My Love, was off mm -hmm. the hook for me, too. Yes. I, I love yeah. that, too. From I, that first I, CD, I was, that yellow yes. CD. It was yellow. Yeah, the yellow CD. And then, and yeah. then uh, Free My Love was another favorite of mine. Yeah. Uh, anything by Joey, uh, Nothing yeah. to You. His um, first yeah. album too. I don't know if you oh, had man. the first need... album, but that first album was like. Oh yeah, and and, yeah. and by the way, "Need You in My Life" by Joey. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, it's <laughs> oh. man. So I, I already got my top five. I think I already. Did <laughs> I think we just said it. Sorry, Joey. You don't have to come on anymore. It'll be like, Alyssa and Joey. List, you know what I mean? But yeah, man, he he got he got some music coming out of of your area that yeah transcends. Uh, freestyle dance music is just love songs with yeah. a with a high speed that just get you like yeah. it just is it's just a, a, a get your heart uh you both just did that to me um throughout all these years 26 years of you guys yeah. um and and like I said I you were saying that not 20 so just like two years of us like 26 sounds like a lot of time. well I feel like we're is. probably around the same age you and I we won't talk yeah. about it on the camera, yeah, I, know, but. I know that. I know that. Yeah, freestyle has, but you you have aged well. You look Thank the same, you. right? Thank you. You haven't changed, but your music has aged well because it was so ahead of its time that now, if you place it right now in twenty twenty two, yeah, it's like, it what is this new music? All the young people that listen to it now will be like, what is this new music? I've never yeah. heard Euro freestyle before, um, or Canadian freestyle, or whatever you want to call it, um, this influence that comes from that area, from the border yeah. of Canada, you know what I mean? And it's it's just... I just find, like, the freestyle we kind of grew up listening to here was a little more upbeat. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example, um, speaking of George Lamont. And aside from the Latin community here, if I say George Lamont minus the freestyle fans that, like, let's say, listen to the Tony Monaco broadcast, mm -hmm. not a lot of people know who he is here. 
right. which to me is a big shame, a really super, right. look at me, I'm, look what's in my hand. I'm just going like this till I realize I'm playing with my kids' nerf, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is my life. Um, but it is, it's a big shame, but it was more like upbeat stuff, like Stevie B, part of your mm -hmm. body. You know, I'm dreaming of love. Um, let the music play Shannon. More mainstream, I think that's what the bulk of the Canadian listenership was listening to. So you can see, you can you, see that influence DVB to when yes. you get to the 90s, little Susie, um, the Viper 7. You know, like if Cynthia, if I had Canadian. a chance, is it yes. I, if I had a chance, uh, yes. little Susie? Um, that's why something like when Raquel in a dream came out or Raquel, yes. I fell in love, that worked here mm -hmm. because that's kind of what we do. Maybe, maybe you are correct. Maybe it's because the bulk of, of the music we listened to was more Euro dance and mm -hmm. then. So when you have more of an upbeat kind of feel freestyle song, I find like maybe that's why I travel to California a lot uh, because I realized like even the songs that came out of there, Jocelyn Ricas, that kind of yeah. stuff, Angelina, Fast. it's all the same kind of vibe, right? And then, I mean, that's the reason we're doing these remixes because I, I want to try to be able to cater to those who don't vibe with what I do, you know, because not everyone's going to agree with what I put out right now. Uh, it's fast or faster. Mm -hmm. um, it does have a Yaz kind of style influence at the beginning. I like to try to change it up a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a bit on the poppy side, but that whole Elisa flavor is still there. So if you but listen to the that's remix. That's part of, of me doing what I do. Because yeah. you know, like, I tell DJs, the audience doesn't tell you what they like. You tell the audience what they like. What they like. And, but I mean, I, I don't know what to expect. So like right. the, one of the remixes from Destune right now has a Latin vibe at the beginning. Mm -hmm. slightly and then yes. it almost sounds like a latin house but yes. then that same yaz influence is there mm -hmm. plus the freestyle beats it's just a little more uh traditional i yeah, guess Destune has always been very tropical very you know yeah, using the elements of latin yeah. sounds and and big shout out to them but yeah. you know every you know and that's florida you know that's the florida freestyle you know like that tropical yeah. like if you hear ike and tito puente doing it it reminds yeah. you of uh, of of Jeanette back in you know why in 1980 something you know that tropical conga yeah, type music yeah, yeah. so yeah. everybody has had that their influence in freestyle and and little pockets have their versions of freestyle yeah um, so i mean i'm, I'm cool going, to be down for everybody yeah, <laughs> you know I if think, i can be yeah you can be because you know yeah. uh, priest there goes your heart i go back to that that to yeah. me was the the canadian influence in that song um and and it was fast it had great vocals um and I know some people are like, what's Caprice? There goes your heart. I yeah. understand. But it was in the same uh, progressive <laughs> sound as uh, Paradigm featuring Stephanie Better yeah, Back for My Love. Yeah. Uh, the, the Rock Project featuring Tina Arena, um, you yeah. know, Never Past Tense. These great songs that, that came out of that in that era at that time in the early uh, uh, 2000s, late uh, 90s. But um, getting back to you. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to your new track. Now you're gone. Thank um, you. It, you don't even have to ask if 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 I'm gonna play it. Come on. Actually, I was gonna say to you, we when we were talking about the Spanish versions of like Dia Dios and the, mm -hmm. we are doing a Spanish version for this track. Nice. And the reason being is because I haven't done a Spanish version for a freestyle song. So John Pito right now, he better hurry up when he sees this because he's almost done. He's yeah. doing my translation. I mean, I'm I have an Italian background. Yes. uh but a spanish love for me like from a young age so like uh pito's doing my translation as we speak so don't be surprised in like a week's time or so because I, I, i'm the one mm. popping in with the mix down that you're gonna get another translated version of, of the record 
I want to give you much respect on on your enunciation and the way that you present your Spanish yeah, version thank of you. music. It's like, but um, it's like home. I grew up listening to this right. kind of. So, stuff, so, so you know, if I if I take you back to 1999 when we played uh, "Say Goodbye," uh, "Deep yeah. Adios" in Spanish, and we played "Emmy Sueños," those yeah. were those were songs that people really took to, and they yeah. wanted to hear those those Spanish versions of the songs. And it's always great to have a Spanish version of your song because I, I just love it. Texas yeah. loves it. Um, New England loves it. Connecticut loves it. Massachusetts loves it. It's just it's just something that if it's done right, you. Yeah. You could be on on Latin festivals just because you sung it in Spanish, yeah, and yeah. and so I just want to commend the fact that you take the time to translate it and enunciate. Yeah. Unlike my, well, unlike my, oh, I don't know if you know Jampito, but already he's like, we're gonna do this on the phone. I was like, can you just yeah. let me? I said I'll just cut it rough in my studio at home. Then you tell me, give me the benefit. No, no, man, we're gonna do this together. I was like, okay, whatever. But Unless, you know uh, what? It, it's, it matters that I do it correctly yeah. to me. I was right? gonna so, say, I was, I was gonna say, unlike my friend Adam Morano Collage, yeah. when he did it in Spanish, right here, yo tengo a gato en los pantalones. <laughs> I'm like, what are you saying, Adam? That's not I'll be loving you. You know, but, uh, you know uh, what though? I used to listen to that version as well. There's something yeah. about that version that still got you like you just yeah, kept that, listening. I was talking you about know? the Millennium version that came out in 2000. <laughs> uh, collage, I'll be loving you. The Spanglishness, yeah. mixed yeah. the Tamil. Not though he did two versions. He did yeah. a Collage, I'll be loving you with the regular beat in <laughs> Spanish. That was not good. But uh, <laughs> the Nancy version that he put in yeah. 2000, I really loved it, and, and the female background that he added to it. Yeah, and, and she added a verse to it. It just I, I love that version. Yeah, I did. yeah. I'm telling uh, you, you mentioned this stuff, and like I miss it so much. You know, yeah. I did. Like I said, he 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 actually came to Toronto and did a show with us. I don't. I can't even guess when. It was a mm -hmm. quite a big show, and uh, yeah, that was the first time I met him. I loved him. He was he was great. So yeah, and, and to this day he celebrated. He's um one of the artists that transcended our music that crossed yes. over. Just like yes. you guys did in Canada, uh, Joey and Alyssa. Yeah. Well, uh, I was Alyssa watching Moore. The Viper. I watched yeah. that whole thing. I it, honestly, I was talking to Tony. Like Tony Monaco's a good friend of mine, and like we were talking Let's about it today. Out to him. I got yeah, all his compilations. He's, he's like he's number one. Honestly, here he's a great friend and supporter yeah. of the music for everybody, not just me. Mm -hmm. He's just really you know, and uh, he's actually hosting the show. And uh, but we were talking about it, and I said to him. I, I, that podcast was unbelievable. Honestly, I enjoyed watching it. Thank you. I Thank learned you. stuff, even about Denis. You know, again, I remember the songs that, you know, you guys were talking about your favorite top songs. I was like, oh my God. Like, I was listening to that too. It really brings you back. Like, you know, and, I and I'm grateful. Same, I wanted to say with you and Tiamo and Joey. Yeah, and yeah we'll do it. I swear we'll do it. But and like, don't, it, don't be telling me you're going to bring Manuela. I'll be like, who are you fooling? <laughs> I gotta find it. She's gonna be like, what? Who? What? Like, but um, no, honestly, if it wasn't for people like you as well, like from start to finish, you know, not just again about my music, just about the love for this type of genre music and bringing out the true love for it. Again, we can talk about people that just, I, they wanna be a part of that, that love, but they just don't get it, you know, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um honest honest good people you know so thank you i'm like i said this is this is the highlight yeah, of my week it took, you know? it took um it took a lot of um uh work to to get new music 
on on these radio shows that I worked on. Like, you know, first I started at in a small radio station, then I moved on to the flagship where I'm on right now, 90.7. Yeah. And there was a lot of resistance, you know, don't play new music. They want to just play 80 stuff. You know, today's day you still get that. But yeah. to me, it's important to show people no, there's great quality music being put out today as we speak. So yeah. I try to get the best music as possible out there. And that's why I was able to incorporate uh freestyle from Canada, Alisa to 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 let them hear um Emmy Sueños y Dile Adios and you know being able to to put both versions on and 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 get people to like new freestyle music and yeah. get them to my to the store you know um Mr. Musica the music center CPR's freestyle factory the stores to go buy this stuff and keep it going yeah. you know and I, and I wish that that was um something that was going on right now as you speak instead of worrying about all the online stuff to worry about hey how can i collect your music because you know, that's how a good time we're, we're fortunate i think uh we're talking i i personally think from that 90s to you know and up to that 2000 area like for us it kind of quieted down here those are like i you know i said to my husband you can't touch those days you can't touch them we're very very lucky to yes. have been a part of that history i think I really do because I That's generation. it's 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 about time that something happens again, I think personally. And we don't know where it will go, but geez, I'm like I'm fortunate, you know, I think to be to have been a part of that wave of music, um, because it was so good. And that excitement of going to the store, picking up a CD, yes. waiting for that freestyle CD. Yes. It's not the same anymore. I would love know? to hear a Tony Monaco podcast or or a show like on social yeah. media something that can bring like the top songs from his his era and his yeah. his broadcasts i know that he does special shows and i would love to hear those online you as well we get him on this show too <laughs> we yeah, can do that bring we'll on. Do Tony and, and joey and then we can do that he'll give you tiamo top five plus he'll add some more to that too for yes, sure and, and we'll be nerdy with each other you know I'll be like, yeah oh, it'll, it'll be, cool. you know, it'll be great. <laughs> well alisa cool. thank you so much for taking You're the time welcome. to do this interview. Um, I can't wait to continue playing your music, whether Thank it be you. your stuff that, you know, when you graduated high school yeah. uh, back in, in 1996 to the stuff that you're doing now in 2022. It does span, you know, 26 years. But the fact is, you are only 32. So it's it's really <laughs> great. I mean, you really, you really held out. I was really stuff. young when I started. Yeah. I was <laughs> super young. Yeah. <laughs> but no, um, any, any final thoughts that you want to, uh, to address the fans and the people that support you. Honestly, guys, like I said, I just, this past little bit has humbled me greatly. Um, I am so thankful, so thankful. And I tell everyone all the time, um, like you can always write to me. Like if you guys catch me, like at Alisa Music on Instagram, even my, my Facebook, I'm a bit on the slow side. Facebook's wonky. Mm -hmm. You're just like, sometimes it just. That's like, the reason please, why you haven't got back to me all these years. Facebook, I just find Facebook, Facebook, like I have that fan page in the, but it's wonky. Like you write back to people, it doesn't work. It's like, mm -hmm. but like if you got to go to do, special features and stuff and see if there's any but, messages. But like, I'll write to some. You miss you them. No, maybe. It's yeah, true. you might go there today and you'll see a message from me from, uh, <laughs> from like 1988 or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But like, please, like honestly, any of you, like even just to say hello, I it may take me some time, but I try my best. And like I said, Jose, thank you so much for the support from beginning. Again, I get emotional. From beginning to end, um, it's uh, I, I can't find the words. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you.
Well, Alisa, thank you so much. Uh, big yeah. shout out going out to your entire family and team. And thank you. Everyone out there in, in Toronto land. Thank you. Um, Canada. And, um, you know, just thank you so much for all the great music, for all the great writing. And I hope that this is just the beginning of your second era, your second, so too. Your second breath so too. in our music. I hope so, too. I hope there's going to be much more for you guys. I mean, we're already talking about the next freestyle because I thought, well, now what am I supposed to do? Let's do another freestyle record, right? Um, and, at least. And I got but, some people for you, too, if you need some producers. I got some. You know, it would be cool. I'm down, you know. So, uh, again, just look out for that Spanish mix. It's coming. It is coming. And, uh, I, I mean, again, I can't find the words. I'm, I'm overwhelmed, and I'm excited, guys. Uh, and hopefully I can get out past, you know, to some of the U.S. cities to see some of you guys. And and uh, if not, we're going to try to get this record to as many people as we can and fill well, that little you, freestyle thank for, void. Thank you for considering you know? me and um, thank you thank for coming you. on. Um, it, my name is CPR Jose Ortiz. This is the queen of Canadian <laughs> freestyle. The, that I gave her that title. OK, but <laughs> it's fast, right? Elisa, thank you so much uh, for you. being here. And remember, folks, it's not. Who you love, it's how we'll talk to you soon. This is, this is CPR Jose Ortiz. Mr. Exclusive. Mr. Exclusive. Freestyle premiere on Clubhouse Dance Music and the CPR's Clubhouse Podcast. It's CPR with you right here on the Freestyle Flagship. She's back. 2022 is the return of Amisa. Now you're gone. Brand new music right here on CPR's Clubhouse.
welcome to another edition of CPR's Clubhouse Live. My name is CPR Jose Ortiz, and I'm being joined by Joe Zangi. Joe, thank you so Yo. much for joining us on CPR's Clubhouse Live. We get right into it, you know, because um, it's it's um it's a great uh, career in my view. Um, I followed you since you know the Tasmania days. But uh, before we get started, I want to talk about your fitness. I've seen some of the Joe Zangi fitness uh, videos, and it's like <laughs> it's a it's an inspiring journey um how did you start your inspiring journey what what motivated you to get into the best shape of your life man i was i was just bitten by the bug about four or five years ago and um i'd been working out for years but i wasn't doing it correctly and then finally met one of my buddies who was more into bodybuilding and you know probably he started from the other end he was kind of like a real tiny skinny guy right. and he wanted to build muscle and i was feeling like i was like too heavy i wanted to cut weight and build muscle at the same time right. so uh yeah he pretty much showed me like what it was like going to the gym and working on a daily regiment you know breaking it down into like a back and by day it's like really bodybuilding and how to go about that but uh I yeah I can't wait for the workout video. You know what I mean? <laughs> so into the freestyle 90s, you know, something funny like that. But, uh, <laughs> and, you know, like for me, like I'm still paying a membership and I don't go because I embarrass myself. Talk about working, <laughs> talk about working in an in a inappropriate and, and I don't know what I'm doing manner. I put my face where the person's butt goes and I'm doing it the wrong way. I'm one of those <laughs> mean videos that you see on TikTok, you know? So um, We all start somewhere. Yeah, they already made like $5,200 on me and I still haven't gone. So you know, <laughs> thank you so much for being so generous and charging me full price to the fitness center. Listen, um, it gets it gets to a point where like you have to drag yourself to go. And then like after about a year, it's like you want to go. So it takes a while. But yeah, so it's just part of my everyday. And, uh, you know, it's my meal, my meal plan kind of works in with my, my workout plan. So it kind of hand in hand. Yeah, that's what I'm working on right now. Um, you know, I, I've had some health uh, situations. Nothing bad. It's just that, you know, you got to improve as you get older. And so now I, I figured out cauliflower rice and how to make it taste like a Spanish rice and bean meal. You know, it's, just, it's fun yeah. to find those out. But uh, uh, that's neither here nor there, right? So we're not here for that. But uh, congratulations on your on your current journey. Yo, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, let's talk about um, the fact that you have a, a new song coming out. And it should be out already once this airs. Is uh, love you like wow? I, I enjoyed the, the samples, and then you know I pre-ordered it, but you sent me a copy, and I'm enjoying the song. It's very high energy, something that you can come out, perform to, and people can get into. But the the one thing that I did notice is that you have the fever logo. That's an iconic logo on your brand new song. How do you feel about that? Blessed man, in a word, blessed, uh, humble honored like so many adjectives i could tell you that go along with it um unexpected um lucky uh just so many things to be a part of the fever family number one all these years just doing the shows and being a part of that backstage and that inner circle of family you know amongst that sal abatello sets the tone and uh, and you know the the artists that are involved with the fever, and it's 
been something that I've just been happy to be a part of on the Fever Tour for the past years. And uh, when I made this record, that was in the back of my mind. Of course, I would want Sal to have, you know, put his seal of approval on it. And uh, the fact that he has and the fact that it's a, a Fever release is uh, just awesome. You know what I mean? I couldn't ask for more. So and especially it being a freestyle record, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And there are many people that aspire to have that logo on their songs. Um, mm -hmm. And you worked your way into those shows and you worked your way into being booked by them. Um, mm -hmm. And, and um, you know, everyone has their journey. So do you do you have any um, any tips or do you have any knowledge of how you really got on that, like, you know, do you grasp how you got on to all those fever shows? How I got into the fever tour? like onto the shows um obviously uh number one was with raquel right you know uh, i've been touring can't we try with raquel for 25 years mm -hmm. um i think that was the beginning of it and then i developed a relationship with sal um and then the rest progressed of course when i started to sing i'll be loving you that was something that was asked and brought up and that added to my book my avail my uh bookable nature i guess is the is the the wrong term but what i'm going with in there right now but um i think advice to anybody uh to get to this point is number one just always show up always be professional always be the part that you're expected to be and you know cut the bs and and don't sweat like the little stuff, you know what I mean? But trust me, there there have been a hundred gigs that nobody would want mm -hmm. to do that I did versus the, the dream gigs that everybody would want to do, which I get the chance to do now. So, you know, it's taking the good with the bad and seeing the bigger picture and planning for that day. And when it comes, just being ready for it. Uh, and that's a that's a great thing that you mentioned um, Raquel and we'll discuss her of course and um, you know we want to talk about the collage thing uh, the I'll be loving you the the Adam Morano catalog now how did you come to start singing these songs that were on the Adam Adam Morano Viper Seven Records uh, catalog? Uh, well, I started singing collage records back in the nineties. People really didn't know that because there was no social media to tag me in those videos. Um, but I started singing collage records as a favor back in the 90s for Deneen and Collage. They came to me collectively together um, with Gino Caparelli. And, you know, they Deneen needed somebody to sing some of those songs with her. And it was coming from the source we want you to do this so that's where it began so everywhere in my career where a collage record was brought to me or asked of me or something i was always down for it as long as they were using my name for it that, that's um that's um a good uh full circle because the last few episodes have been viper seven and Morano talk a lot of that in the last few episodes uh and the fact that you're bringing in gino and Denine, and they have corroborated the the conversation i'm glad that you're able to say it 
on your own because you know the internet freestyle community many of them are uneducated or new to the genre of music and so they don't do any research or they don't do anything and they just go by what you know um people write on social media but i'm glad that you cleared that up now the, the thing about that is that here you are all these years later and you're still taking that role because collage uh adam morano did a song with with raquel can't we try and the remake of dream boy dream girl and so now you're stepping in uh for those songs when there ever is necessary so it's just like uh you know you've been the stand-in for adam for a long time adam actually introduced me to raquel right and uh literally the week after i was done with tasmania adam asked me to do a show with him and raquel was there and he introduced us and next thing i know it was like two weeks later and i was performing at her maybe i don't know how long it was but not long after that i was performing for her record release party by her request of her um and i'd only known her for literally weeks if that and she said you know i want you to sing at my record release party and i got a copy of the record and when i turned it over and i looked at it can we try wasn't even a single yet yes in a dream was ruling the radio at the time Absolutely. and i said oh you did a you did a duet with adam and she said yeah and i said uh fyi if you ever need a fill-in let me know i've done it for Denine. And I'd be happy to do it for you, not knowing what that would become. And she uh, literally, maybe days later, told me, can't we try? It was going to be the next single and that she wanted me to take the tour. And that was not, that was collectively agreed on by everybody involved. It wasn't anything backdoor or slimy or anything that people would like to think about on the internet, you know? It was never any of that. None of the records that I sing are controversial in my world. I get it that they are on the, the internet. I, like you said, I know people like to talk and I think that drama sometimes gets more likes than honesty, but there's never been drama in my camp. Yeah. Again, that's something that's, that you can see um, because um, you know, um, the, the boss man at Fever, uh, Sal, he's been dragged into some things, but it's never been by you, you know what I mean? And, and other controversies, but for you, for your name, Joe Zangi, um, you've always stayed, you know, know your role, you know what I mean? And that's what artists these days, in my opinion, don't know how to do. They don't know how to play their part. They don't know where they are on the totem pole, you know, that they give them the opportunity to be on these Fever shows. And they're like, nah, I should be after the main attraction. And it's like, well, if everybody's going home, how could you be the main attraction? You know, so I'm glad that you found your place and your niche. And, and you know, it's not that you you and Adam Morano have similar vocal styles too. So it isn't like it's far, far from, you know, and what many people are don't understand and are, and are finding out is that Adam didn't want to perform and wanted to send different people to do these shows and, and be him. And that if you look at the catalog from Viper Records, most of the male artists on there was him anyway. Um, right. So when you go down right. the list, but I, I feel um, as a um, as a person that understands the business that there, there sometimes has to be somebody that steps in for artists to perform. It isn't that you don't have any talent. It's just that that's the job. And as a right. as a musician, as a vocalist, that's what you do. 
Um, and I, you know, and and to touch on Raquel, I've seen Raquel do some covers. I saw her at Mohegan Sun, and she was doing Donna Summer. She was doing, you know, but it was her. It wasn't like she was singing over Donna Summer, and she sounded marvelous. I'm, my hairs and whatever hair I have because I'm bald stood up. <laughs> You know, because I thought that she did a great job. I took my mom with me that night and she was like, wow, beautiful. And my mom, you know, she's very an emotional person at concerts and she got teary-eyed listening to Raquel sing and it's, uh, it's an amazing feat. But let's let's get back to Joe Zangi. Um, you know, again, we have a brand new song, Love You Like Wow. Um, it should be released now in a rotation everywhere. But you have a 26-year career. The first time that I heard you was 1994, Tasmania Volume 2. Uh, in my dreams, um, and it's a song that I found uh, me repeating over and over again. Um, how how did your journey with Tasmania start? Oh man, I think it's twenty eight years. Um, twenty eight. Somebody somebody else just did the math for me. I don't know. I think it might be even longer. So uh, I uh, so people, I'll give you more to the story. I met Adam Morano when I was sixteen years old. I danced for. TPE handful of times. Um, when I met Adam and Deneen, they were like year one of their recording careers and they were super nice to me and encouraging, you know, that I was interested in this and I wanted to make records too. I was really, really uh, inspired by them and those songs by Then Came You and Baby I Love You by Deneen, they were big Philly records and they were playing them all over Philly radio where I live. And then they were coming to the club where I used to go, you know? All of the acts used to come where I used to hang out those years. That's how you get booked. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, right. So I was like, I really wanted to be a part of that scene and I really didn't know how to go about it. And this guy I met through being in a music program in high school told me like, you should be a singer. I'll help you make a demo. And he did like a cassette tape really like with a song that i wrote really bad song <laughs> that i wrote but uh yeah so i ended up just enrolling in community college and i became friends with a couple of the guys that were working at the radio station there and they knew what i was trying to do at the time <laughs> one day anthony ponzio from tasmania called down there and said that they were sending over the first compilation cd for tasmania and my buddy actually answered the phone and said, well, what kind of music is it? And he said, it's freestyle. And I didn't even know that's what we were calling it at the time, right? I was calling it club music. But uh, my friend who answered the phone said, my buddy sings that. And Anthony said, tell him to send us his tape. And I did. And they called me back and they said, we have good news and we have bad news. What do you want first? And I said, give me the bad news. And they said, we hate your song. <laughs> So I was like, okay, well, what's the good news at this point, you know? And they said, we like your voice. We wrote a song. We'd like you to sing it. Come down. If it doesn't work out, we both leave. Just wasted a day of time. But if it does work out, then we'll talk about what we're going to do next. And that was in my dreams. And they sent me the song. They literally faxed it to my mom, the lyrics to my mom's work. And... <laughs> She brought home the lyric sheet to me with Anthony's serial killer writing, you know, the lyrics. And it just, I didn't have any music or anything. It just had like little side notes. Like I remember 
next to now all I have are dreams. It said fast. You know what I mean? Like it said fast. So I was like, I don't know what that means, you know? So I went in and uh, I went into the legendary Polygon recording studio and met everybody for the first time. I was 18 years old and intimidated as all hell and nervous. And uh, they created the track as I stood there in the first like few hours, like the, the bones of it. And then they said, um, okay, time to come in and sing. And I was so nervous that I asked them to drop the music down to a lower note because when it was going up to the, I thought that I, that note in there, I thought that I would have been the one for you. Um, I was really nervous that on the thought that my voice, I, I didn't want to ever even try and mess up the first day in front of these guys. So I said, can you lower it? Can you just make it a little lower? Because originally I think it was like somewhere like, I remember the times like in that we watched it. And, uh, and it ends up as you know, like, I remember the time to like really low. And they were like, yo, cuz if we lower this, you're never going to be able to sing it that low. And I was like, trust me. I'll find a way. And I just did. And they all loved it. And it became like my sound for yeah, a few well, records in the beginning, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, but it was really name, nervous. <laughs> you know, uh, volume two is like, volume two and three are, are very much my, my favorites. I remember, you know, going on a trip to New York and, you know, you had the Walkman and the cassette. And we just played the Tasmania compilation, you know, and we, we would rewind it, play it again. But in, in My Dreams was a favorite, but my favorite Joe Zangie song is Through and Through, uh, the one on Volume 3. Um, I, I'm not sure why it was so, it's such an attachment to me. But, you know, I guess, you know, I, I'm, I'm young, too. I'm, in, I'm 18 around there. I'm going to college. I'm trying to do a radio show doing uh, freestyle. Um, and, uh, you know, you just attach yourself to these songs that are great. And that these, these, these first three compilations, maybe the first four, were... were um, synonymous with bringing freestyle back um you know i always credit tasmania for actually being the label that brought it back i know that um adam changed the sound in 93 got that south philly style really put it out there with tpe and everything that he did but i really credit tasmania as the one that started the new generation of freestyle and um and to have these these artists all together in compilations the first four they were all talented it was all great songs you could only um, in the first four compilations, if you add all the songs together, about 10% are bad, but 90% are so good, you know? Um, and so, you know, these are things that uh, cement your 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 current legend, right? Your 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 repertoire. But Tasmania, you know, kind of uh, went over to the distribution uh, for Metropolitan after uh, Volume 4. And then it just became, uh, you know, diminishing returns, uh, not only on the song choices, but the fact that you know they got to volume 14 and then they they went over to series a and then it it was it just became such a a, a thing but tell me about that time for you um you know uh were you were you happy as an artist through your entire time there were there frustrations i mean in the beginning it was um like a magical place to be honestly like when i think back and you listen, if just from your side of it or any listener side of it, honestly, if you listen to those Taz two, three, four, um, when you listen to those songs and you listen to the people on those compilations, 
and I'm talking Pure Pleasure, Stephanie Bennett, Payne, yeah. Sammy C, myself, Samantha, Bobby Delante, Katja, Michael Anthony, Annette. I mean, I know their names still to this day because we were all such good friends and we were all so tight. And we all hung out at the same clubs every week and we all partied together and we all played these big Tasmania concerts together in this little community. And it was supported so strongly by like the local teenagers and the college radio. And we would do these concerts and they would be like sold out and like lines around the block to get in. And even though it was like this family of young teenagers and young adults, 18 to 21 year olds, all of us, and we all partied and drank and laughed and had great times and wrote songs with each other and you know sang on each other's records if you go back you'll hear backgrounds on this one and this one was a dancer and then this one became a would put this one on and it was because like it was a friendly rivalry a friendly competition of everyone trying to do their best because i think at the time we were competing with ourselves within the label, but we were also competing with the industry to want to be a part of the bigger scene and the bigger picture that we weren't. And I know that we were all hungry to prove our talent at that young age. And when you hang out with all of those people and all those talented kids and, and we're working in the studio together and all of the Viper stuff and Adam's working out of the same studio that we're in, it was just such a creative, you know, time. So like, yeah, like that, those beginning years, 18, 19, 20, when I'm doing in my dreams through and through you and I mad about you, like all those records, I would get them and I'd play them for my friends on the label. Like they'd be the first person I'd want to hear, you know, like, listen, guys, look at my record for the next one. You know what I mean? And or I would be done this one and one of my friends, like Astorga from Pure Pleasure, oh, tell them you want to be on four. I'll write with you. And we'll, you know, like it was this camaraderie. Like it was never like a, a hateful competition ever. That would come. <laughs> yeah, that would. Later. But uh, back in those early days when we were all young and it was all starting and there really was an internet, you know, there was no online drama. There was nothing like that. Um, it was a great place to be, and, and I'm lucky to have that. But it's funny because that was a short part of my life. It was only from 18 to, like, 22, maybe, and then I was gone. And I looked at it as, and I still do, as a great point of my life, a great time in my life, but really, like, a boot camp for me. Like, finding my voice and figuring out my shows and figuring out, like, a lot about what I wanted to do. And so when I left there and the Raquel opportunity happened, I feel like Taz, as great as it was and as fun as it was, it was just like kind of like my training, like a high school, you know what I mean? And, you know, preparing me to, to write songs and to harmonize and to do all the things that I would eventually put to use, you know what I mean? I, I think that um, I, I like the way that you you brought the timeline forward um, because it was it was like a finishing school of some kind for a lot of artists and 
you saw the ones that made it. It was a small percentage. Um, if you think about the, how many artists went through Tasmania, um, there's there's maybe 10 right now that are active and really, and the ones that you thought were going to be something didn't become something. The ones that you didn't think nothing of are really flourishing. Um, and it, I don't just, think there's 10. I think there might be five. Yeah. Are there 10? Well, you know, I think about Gennaro. I think about Pure Pleasure doing new music. Um, I think about Stephanie Bennett still, like, running around the whole entire country. You know, I I, um, I think about Joe Zangi. Um, you know, and 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 I think about Willie Valentine having a song that he oh, right. had on the whole records. And then Tasmania introducing artistic recordings. And then Lorenzo Delon. And then that created um, avenues for others. Um, yeah, but, true. But your avenues, um, you know, really opened up. I mean, you did a lot of songs for Tasmania. You were featured from volumes two all the way to level A, right? And then um, you came out with the album Timeline. Um, I, I found some really interesting songs on there. Um, was the reason why you couldn't use your Tasmania songs on the Timeline album was because those songs belong to Tasmania or to the distribution company? No, I could have used them all. Yeah. Yeah, when when I left Taz, what they wanted to do was part of their their negotiation to keep me there was to put out my full length album, mm -hmm. and to them the full length album would have been a collection of my ten singles that I had done already, right. and I wanted to do new songs and maybe include just a few of my favorites, just right. to have them on that album. So. No, like, uh, I didn't really think that putting an album out of all 10 of my pre-release songs was a good idea, and I didn't want anything to do with that. So the Timeline album kind of was just something that I wanted to do on my own because, it, to me, it was like the period on the end of a very long sentence for me. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like my listeners never got a full-length album from me. They never got anything with, like little bit different tempo stuff with, you know, collaborating with some of my friends and doing some ballads, doing some new freestyle while then still peppering in some of the ones that I wanted to um, put on there. And it was like in my dreams. And I think, can you feel the love? But so that's where that came from. There was an underrated song on your album timeline featuring Wendy, When I Want You Back, um, that I just loved. Uh, I, I played the crap out of it. But um, yeah. afterwards, it was re-released with Raquel. Um, mm -hmm. So Wendy was was taking out the song and, and you put on Raquel. Was the reason for that because you were touring with Raquel or was there a different reason? Uh, I think that was like kind of, that was one of the reasons why. Um, when, that, when that CD happened, that Tasmania put out that year, um, I really didn't want any parts of it, to be quite honest with you. I did not want any parts of it. And everyone called me. Anthony Ponzio called me. Mike Ferullo called me. Mike Astorga called me. And I really didn't. At that point, my head was just in a different space. I wasn't really performing. I hadn't, you know, I had taken a break from, from music, you know. And I was thinking about getting back into it. And I think I may have done a handful of shows as a favor to Raquel. And then 
when they reached out to me to be a part of that CD, I was just, you know, I was against it. And I don't know, I, I guess what they wanted to, I, part of the negotiations were uh, to have me on there and to, and do another new record outside of that compilation, which came after that, you remind me. Um, but the record with Raquel, I already had that record with Wendy, When I Want You Back, on my album, and they really wanted to include Raquel on the CD as well. So Raquel recut that song. I think that was Tasmania's idea. It wasn't my idea. Um, Wendy was in the loop about it as well. I believe they gave her a record on that CD because of that. Right. um as a negotiation um move but yeah i love both versions of those songs the one with wendy the original um i'll always love that me and wendy co-wrote that together she really had the idea wendy's such a slick talented songwriter and great singer as i'm sure you know yeah. and uh, we've been friends for forever and when i was doing timeline cd i had reached out to her and she co-wrote a couple of the songs on that album including when i want you back and when i want you back was just like the perfect opportunity to have wendy on my cd with me and you know so when i recut it with raquel it was at no you know no diss to wendy at all because wendy and raquel have very similar sounds if you really think about it like if you really compare them side by side they're both great female powerhouse singers you know mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, like Raquel put like a spin on it, but I think that was kind of more for the guys attached, you know, I think like they, they wanted to include her on something and it wasn't going to be just a solo Raquel record. So it was like, we'll get you to do a duet with Joe. Here's this one that everybody likes. Let's recut this. Yeah. Now the, the bond between you Raquel has, has stood the, the test of time. How do you, yeah. how, how did you guys become so tight? And now, like, you guys are, like, uh, flawless when you guys are together on stage. Everything flows so well. How did you guys become that? I don't know, it took some work, of course, but how did you become so tight as, as friends and as stage mates? Well, me and Raquel, we, we became just fast friends from jump. I don't know. We, we have, like, the same sick sense of humor or some shit like that, you know? So, uh, but... Um, I really think it was because when I first started doing shows with Raquel, like I said, Can't We Try wasn't even a single. Like I was going along. So like when she would introduce me out after In a Dream, and the, the, the strings of Can't We Try would run up, you know, da -da 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 -da. people would be like, who's this dude? You know what I mean? Like, so, and then <laughs> through the, <laughs> then it got released started climbing the charts and it the show list just went from like well she already had a lot but like all of a sudden we got these great big opportunities and like the first great big one was probably like opening up for the backstreet boys on the northeast leg of their tour and they were like huge at the time and the first night with her doing it was like um the Meadowlands, you know? So like, here we are, we're going from club to club to now we're in this sold out arena 
And the only thing that I could attest like our friendship to, I mean, other than like, we're like family at this point, but maybe what grew it was, um, we went through so many big moments together in front of so many people. And we were the only two seeing it through our eyes. I would look over at her, she would look over at me as we're singing to like thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And we would look at each other like, do you believe this shit? You know what I mean? Like, this is wild, you know? And it's kind of like a war buddy. It's like surviving these crazy moments and then having these memories and knowing that really only one person can relate to that. You know what I mean? Like I could come home and try and tell people, tell my boys and my poker buddies, like the stories of what the hell just happened to me on the road. And they could be like, yeah, Joe, that's nice. You know, I'm glad you had a good show. But like me and Raquel could talk about it. Like, yo, that shit was nuts. You know, did you see that girl? Did you see that dude? Did you see hear that shit happen? You know? And when so many things like that, I think happened day after day, like we weren't doing shows like a show every couple weeks. We were doing like two shows a night, five shows a week. Four, you know, we would go away three weeks at a time on the road, show after show, after show, after show. We would do a radio play club. I mean, a radio concert tour with like big, big, big acts. And then we would then get in the car and have to sing again at like one in the morning at like the club in that, you know, like, so we did so much work in so many like high profile, scary gigs that I think that our bond was just like built on that because like we trusted each other out there. It was just like me and her and you just build this trust and that just like maybe solidified our friendship that was already building. So I think me, that's what it does, you know? Let me ask you the hardest question, probably. What's your favorite Raquel song? I Fell in Love. Yeah? Yeah, easily. For me, it's um, um, a song from one of her albums. I believe the last one. Uh, it's called Say You'll Be Mine. Um, I like that song, too. That, that song, to me, is like, if I have a top 10 of all time, it would be in that list. Because um, I can listen to it over and over again. You know, when I'm gone is another favorite of mine. Um, that remake that she made. Um, but uh, say you'll be mine. It's just like she sounds so good, and it's not your typical song. I could play it on a freestyle song, um, a freestyle show, but I could play it on a top forty pop uh, video show. It's it was it just it just transcended our music, uh, which yeah. is what is what In a Dream did back in the day, and that song is just amazing. Yeah, she has a lot of good album cuts. Um, on the second album. If I'm Ever Lonely is a great song. I mean, the stuff she did with Hex Hector was great. Um, there's a lot of great Rock Hell recordings. And and uh, there's some, I'm sure, that people have never heard that. I mean, Rock Hell could sing the phone book at the end of the day. And I'm telling you, when I saw her at Mohegan Sun, and she did she did her covers in the beginning, right? I, I, was, I wasn't expecting that because, you know, she has yeah. a lot of songs that she could uh, 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 perform. But she did these covers and she did them so much justice. Her voice is so good. And everybody's looking at her like, I can't believe that this is this voice is coming out of that woman, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, or some people, you know, some people make it racial. I can't believe that white girl sings like that, you know, things like that. <laughs> but um, and, right. and, and, you know, again, the emotional, uh, the emotion that comes out of her, you know, it, it 
it, it just reverberates around the arena. And like my mom's like, what's wrong, mom? She's saying so beautiful, you know, things like that. But, <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's we, have to come back, we have to come back and do a Raquel top five. Right? That's my new thing now. You know, just yeah, uh, yeah, uh, it'll be great. Good idea. Um, what what are you looking forward most about your new record? Love you, like wow, man. I mean, like I think at this point, the only thing I have left to look forward to is to see how it does and to sing it and perform it and to. Uh, I, I, for me, like the, the only thing that I'm really looking forward to from this point is like creating the show, like, you know, working it into the show. I've only performed it twice now live, right. but, uh, I have ideas on how I want the actual performance to, uh, to be for that. And I'm shooting a video for it in a few weeks. I'm looking forward to that. But I mean, as far as like, um, like as we talked about earlier, like having the fever, mm -hmm. um, you know, brand you know behind me on this and and i gotta tell you like i sang this song for the first time on the freestyle cruise um back in the end of february that's how long i've had the song wow yeah right <laughs> um so i had the song and uh and i had it with me on my phone at the cruise and i was like I really want to sing this, but I literally had only had it in my possession for like two days, you know, like Lewis who did the track sent it to me. And I was like, literally like packing my ship for the cruise. And when I got there, I'm still like living with it and stuff like that. And I decide like, I really need to sing this song here. Like tell myself that, you know? Um, and when I did the reaction from, my peers was like insane like the the feedback that i got that night on the ship probably um and then the next day like i had the talks about the fever and and all like it happened so fast like right then that like everything that i had wished for for this song like happened you know what i mean like in that first few days of of me owning it like in my possession and then i had to like pretty much sit and be quiet and not think about it because I still had to do so many other things with the record before I could release it, you know, like listed and copy, like all that shit, you know, get the photos, like the stuff that I hadn't even done. I was like, let me just sing this song. And then boom, boom, boom happened. And I'm like, wait, I put the cart so far before the horse, like, let me backtrack. You know what I mean? So like the exciting part I've been living with for, like two months you know what i mean so next for me i just wanted to be well received i want people to understand the meaning behind it and to know that like i wrote it and that it has like a special meaning to me and i just look forward to like playing it out like really like i look for like any type of success that i could have hoped for with this record i got instantly and and that was just, you know, wanting it to be accepted by the people who I respect, you know? If, yeah, if, if you have the, the the boss man, Sal, to actually say yes and put it on his label, that's a big step because he has been very adamant about, you know, I have to protect this brand, my tour. Yeah. And, and for him to allow people to sing new songs on these tours, too, has been something that he's been very 
and he has a lot of trepidation where they where they where they kill the crowd but you know he has to balance all that out because it affects the bottom line the sales but right. the fact that he believes in you to the point where it's like okay you can go ahead and sing your new song you know and go right into your set um that that shows um you know the evolution of fever and the fact that the ifc was so wrong the internet freestyle community was so wrong about south not being open to allowing people to sing their new songs and now they're doing it all the time yeah i mean yeah exactly what you said he uh to have his backing is just amazing and uh and yeah and i sang it the other night in the fever show <laughs> yeah. so look i i can't wait to play this song um it's gonna be on rotation on, on the cpr's clubhouse brand the crew um Thank you know you. We, have, we have three radio stations already ready to program it and ready to go um, you know, would you like to thank anyone uh, during uh, your time here with me? Um, I know there are so many people that were involved in this song uh, in production and, and, and uh, you know, giving you uh, bits and pieces in your ear or, or celebrating you. Would you like to say hello to anyone or thanks to anyone? I mean, obviously, everybody who worked on the record. I mean, you, you know my producer, um, Lewis, who did an amazing job on the track. I mean... I want to thank everybody. I mean, first of all, I got to thank Sal, obviously, for giving me the opportunity because I wouldn't have wanted to record anything more if I didn't have an outlet to take it to, you know? I don't right. sing these songs for myself, you know what I mean? I make them so I can perform them and hope that the freestyle community loves them. And I will say this, you know, I want to thank the freestyle community, I think, more than anybody because the fans... I've just been like so cool and supportive with me throughout my whole career. You know what I mean? And to be able to, um, in all honesty, like I did another record a couple years ago, a side project under another name, House Record. And the reason why I put it under another name is because I, I didn't want to disappoint the freestyle fans. I didn't want to come out with a new single and it to be something that they, you know, wasn't for them. So I knew that I wanted to do another freestyle record eventually in my career if the opportunity came. And it really did with Love You Like Wow. I wrote the song. I knew I felt strongly about it. You know, my buddy from Tasmania, Mike Astorga, hooked me up with the producer. And, uh, and when we talked, I told Lewis that, you know, I wanted a track that was going to fit into my current set you know, that I sing now. I didn't want to do, other people had offered me like new freestyle, new school freestyle, freestyle folk forward projects, but I'm not, I wanted to do a freestyle record. That's the music I love. This is what I got into because of my love for freestyle as a genre of music. You know, I truly love it. So I knew that I wanted to come back to it and to have, you know, the, the legendary freestyle label and Godfather freestyle on my side. I just, you know, it wouldn't have been possible without the freestyle fans and all my friends in the industry and, you know, just everybody you know, over the course of my career. You know what I mean? Like, I'm proud to say that there's so many people involved in this record who I've been friends with for over 20 years. You know what I mean? And that says a lot, you know, and, uh, yeah, so I just want to, you know, it, it, do I want to thank anybody? I want to thank everybody, you know what I mean? Because there's no one in my life 
who I'm not thankful for. And the reason of that is because I keep my circle very small. I don't deal with bullshit. I don't deal with drama and I don't deal with like negative people, you know? So any, anyone who's in my life, I'm thankful for. And anybody who supports my career and supports freestyle music, I'm thankful for as well. So well, the song is called love you like, wow. It's available right now as, as um, it was released on the 18th of May. Um, it was uh, written by Joe Zangi, uh, the lyrics and melody, uh, produced, mixed, edited, and mastered by Louis Marte and Alex Baldrick, also known as DJ Merc One. Um, and, and let me just compliment you on the fact that um, Michael Astorga did a great job connecting you with the right producer for your voice and for your style, because Louis Marte and Alex Baldrick, they're very much into poppy, crossover, a traditional freestyle, but that you're going to be welcomed by a top 40 station as well as, you know, the, the freestyle community. And there's no, um, you know, you don't have to uh, please any side. Every side is pleased uh, with, the, with the finished product. Um, you have a, a great, great um, repertoire of music. And now it feels like you're just coming into your own because now you're your own product. Um, you know, you already went to finishing school. You did 14 volumes of it. And um, <laughs> And then, and then you broke on your own. You know, you also have um, a lot of dance um, uh, credits to you as well. I, I've seen a lot of um, things that I saw back in the day when I had my record store. I would get like these promo only dance uh, uh, CDs and stuff like that. And I always saw dance versions of Joe Zangi music on there, which is great for me because I was like, man, he evolved. He actually went in a different direction and he's actually getting noticed. Uh, promo only. Uh, Rhythm Radio, they always added you to their to their monthly uh, subscription, uh, which is which is something that you don't see a lot with freestyle. Raquel had it, you know. There's some others that had it, but to see your name there is like that's a great accomplishment. So I wanted to mention that briefly, as a record store owner. But uh, I I can't wait to continue spinning. Love you like wow. I hope that this will take you for a year, um, because that's how records are supposed to be spun, right? You take one song. You spin it, you spin it until people really get used to it. And I, I want to thank you for being part of CPR's Clubhouse Live and being so quick to say, yeah, man, let's do this. Um, yeah, and I, I, hope well, I appreciate you having me on. I really do. Like, uh, I'm, you know, super happy to be a part of it. And I know that, you know, your audience is definitely, you know, the real deal followers and you guys shoot straight from the hip. And so I was looking forward to coming in here and, you know, answering anything you had for me. So um, thank you for having me you on. Did. You did. Um, and, and, you know, so I, and uh, I know that some people are, are a little, you know, scared to come on my show because they're, they're afraid that, you know, I'm going to get off the cuff or whatever. But, um, you know, everybody who comes on my show has creative control. And I will say you have said nothing about cutting anything out of the show at all and, and just to air it as is. So I do appreciate that. Um, but uh, I, I'm a freestyle historian and I like to tell a story the way that it's supposed to be told. I don't want to make up anything. I want to hear things from you. So I thank you for clearing up the Adam Morano situation. Um, a story that I knew, but it, it, it's better when it comes from the artist. And also, by the way, it has been um, also backed up by the people that were there. Gino Caporale, Deneen. Um, yeah. Those are the people that were like, yeah, well, you know, these, this is the facts. And you know the facts now. So when you go into the interview, yeah. when he says these things, you don't have to push back on it because it's fact. I, I'm, I'm letting you know what it is. So I'm glad that, you know, and I want you to continue, uh, you know, uh, performing these songs because it's always fun to hear you um, 
and do these things on stage. And 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 it looks like you and Raquel are having fun. Even when I see you both at opposite ends of the stage, I see that you guys are looking at each other because you guys are in the moment. Yeah, we have a great time and I've been really lucky with this run. And yeah, I know that there's been confusion and I tried to set it straight so many times, but I could, listen, I could tell the truth story 10,000 times and people are still going to want to try and create some type of drama, but there's none. Here's the, best. Here's the best part of the story. I know for a fact that if you were on stage at a Fever concert and you were singing those Adam Morano songs and uh, the, the music cut off because the DJ got unplugged or whatever the case may be, and they say, Joe Zangi, you know, please, I got this guy doing a human beatbox, just sing the song you know, acapella, you'd be like, no problem. And you'll sing the whole acapella, right? And there'll be no issue. And that, right. that is a genuine artist. The fact that you can actually just, and you know the lyrics, you know you know the tone, you know how to sing it, and there wouldn't yeah. be a problem. To me, that's what uh, an artist is all about. Now, well, I think, that, I think that was like kind of what the confusion was in the beginning. And I think people thought that I was lip syncing because right. I said, a true story, when I'll be loving was on the radio back in the day, my mom called me more than once to tell me, Oh my God, I hear you singing on the radio. And it was that, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. you know, and, same, same everything. Yeah. So like, I don't know if it was because I was so young and I've done so many records with him and, you know, like known him over the years. And I look at his collage as like, you know, literally the definition of a collage is like putting a whole bunch of things together and, you know, um, and if people really want, you know, the, the actual, 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 did we speak about it? Yes, we spoke about it. You know what I mean? Like, point, I sing live every time I go out on that stage. Yeah. And, so. and again, I, I want to make that clear. And so I want to end it there because I want to celebrate your brand new song. Again, it's Joe Zangi, Love You Like Wow. Um, wow. Yes. Written, written by uh, Joe Zangi, produced uh, by Louis Marte and Alex Baldrick. Uh, DJ Merck One, congratulations to them. And again, thank you, Joe Zaggy, for joining us here on CPR's Clubhouse Live. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, bro. Have a great time, uh, you know, with this new song. And any information on Joe Zaggy is in the description on Spotify Video Live and also on YouTube. CPR's Clubhouse Live is a show you have to look for. Now we're on two mediums. You can go to Spotify. When you click on a Spotify uh, episode, you will have the video option, or you can just listen to the audio. And then, of course, on YouTube, you can watch the show right there on the CPR's Clubhouse live channel. Once again, Joe Zangi, thank you so much. Uh, until next time, and CPR saying goodbye. And remember, it's not who you love, it's how. Talk to you soon. The Vinyl Assassin, DJ Cliff Potts, in the mix.
trying to make a seize that you and I were meant to be. Help for me now, we are apart, but pretty soon you'll be with me. Cause I feel it in my
session. DJ Cliff Butts in the mix.
Hello and welcome. Welcome to a very special edition of CPR's Clubhouse Live. You can call this the New England Freestyle Classic. Uh, right now, uh, joining us, uh, we have producer uh, Richie Rich, the original Richie Rich, uh, producer of uh, Three to the Max, On Point. And of course, our guest this week, we have Billy Ray. Billy, thank you for joining us here on CPR's Clubhouse Live. How are you? Pleasure to be here, my brother. I'm doing very well. Um, this year marks 30 years of you and your music in freestyle. Um, not only that, but uh, also you being a New England freestyle icon, if you will. Um, you know, to me, to us, to the people that support you, especially here in New England, um, everybody uh, aspires to be uh, their version of George Lamont, uh, their version of TKA. So in New England, our version of George Lamont is Billy Ray. Uh, wow. Back, we go back to 1992 with no more tears, and um, it was a situation where everybody rallied behind your song, and it became a, a New England freestyle classic. Where not only did it hit here in New England, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New York, um, Rhode Island, a bunch of different places, but also Miami, and now it's a collector's item where people are now trying to find copies and and, and purchase them and keep them in their um, in their collection. So what are your uh, recollections of, of putting together No More Tears back in 1992? Wow, man, that, that, that song, that song just brings a lot of memories, man, because, you know, when I write, I, I, I write from the heart, and, you know, we all get scarred in life. And at that time, you know, I, w I was looking to, to get into the industry and, and um, I found Richie Rich, yeah. And at, at that time, he was working with another artist, and um, I was just trying to get my feet wet, and um, showed him a show tape through his brother, and and from there, you know, he told me I, I'm just very busy right now with with an artist I'm working with, but you can do um, help him out down the road with backgrounds, and and that's how I got started with him, and and no more tears. Like I said, I I went through a breakup, and that's how that song evolved. Uh, Richie Rich, thank you so much for joining us as well. Um, it's been uh, 26 years. Um, the, the the thing about the evolution and the revolution of our music is that on April 6, 1996, I went to your farewell uh, freestyle jam, right? It was uh, the On Point Farewell to Richie Rich. I still have the badge here. It was my, my, my first. That's and amazing. And, um, you know, that day... Uh, what many may not know, it was the birth of CPR's Clubhouse, the record label, because I met uh, my first artist at that event. You were you were leaving, you were going to move to another state, and uh, you were no longer going to be producing, and so we started our own thing because of your goodbye. Mm -hmm. the, the, the cycle just kept on going. So, Richie Rich, um, thank you again for joining us here. Um, thank you. What do you remember about first getting together with Billy Ray to create the sound of no more tears well his tone his tone of voice you know i mean it was different i love george lamont you know um matter of fact the artist i had opened up for george lamont when he had the dancers and the american flag with the leather jacket yeah um so anyway it was in hartford and um i my brother brought me the tape and i listened to it at the time and i was like wow this is something i could do you know something with and um Winded up doing, you know, no more tears. I brought it over to went to the studio, 
got to meet Tony real. We became like family. We all family. We stay in touch. And, yeah. um, you know, and also yourself, you know, you're very important in our career, you know, so we appreciate yeah, that's that. Right. That's right. Um, it's a situation where, you know, um, you know, New England and the originals, um, our original people, the people that put our music and New England and, and on the map, you know, we got Billy Ray. Again, at the time, he had that bad boy, George LeMond, Battle of the Heart <laughs> look, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and, and so now he still has it, but it's more, you know, refined and, uh, <laughs> and, and sure. but, but back then he you know it, everybody wanted to have their version if you go to chicago they have their version of pka george lamont um and in new england again it was billy ray our version of george lamont and, and it's not a title that he put on himself it's a title that he earned from us uh the mm. djs on 94.7 fm the djs in connecticut at 89.3 and and of course whos with larry v and all the other radio stations that came after, mm. they're the ones who anointed him our version of George Lamont because we wanted, we felt, we felt like we made it when Billy Ray came out with uh, No More Tears. Like, this is our guy. This is the guy that's going to represent us. Right. So, it's a situation that, that really, really um, made the area better. Uh, so, Billy, um, is, is No More Tears your favorite song that you've recorded, or do you have a favorite? That is, I'm gonna be honest. That is my favorite because, like, like I said, e even um, creating this song with Richie, man, just uh, the memories, man, going back and forth to New York, up in Manhattan, and, and I mean, <laughs> we've been through some stuff just to get this song out. I mean, I, I could tell you stories with with our my car breaking down, me and Richie walking just to get home. I mean, we we can tell sorry, but but that song, like I said, and besides that. Um, with what I went through in a relationship, like I said, that that's how this song came out. So I would say this is my favorite. Yeah, the the heartbeats, the the samples, um, mm -hmm. that's that's what made you that that guy, the guy that people wanted to emulate um, and people that wanted to be close to. Uh, to me, uh, as as soon as I heard the song, I was a fan, and to us, you were already a star. It was like that. You know, uh -huh. we didn't have social media back then. We didn't have the things that we have now. But back mm -hmm. then, we were able to use our um, imagination. We were able to do things that we wouldn't do now, like travel to another state to record your vocals and pay okay. $80 an hour to, to, yeah. to record your vocals. To get stuck on the highway, you know, your car breaking down. There's so many stories from different people from New England that have had those. I have those um, breakdowns. So it's great memories. Um, we fast forward to uh, 1994, and you did I Need to Know. You still teamed up with Richie Rich and Tony Real, and you, you came up with yet another great song, I Need to Know. And, and it became a New England freestyle classic, if you will. Um, can you remember how the um, I Need to Know project came about? Yeah. Uh, when we were recording um, No More Tears, uh, we got really uh, to become good friends with uh, Tony Reels. You know, he's, he's known as Tony Reels, uh, the outlaw. And um, he had a track sitting there. And, um, you know, he just didn't have no nobody to sing it. So he, he asked me would I take a look at it. And so, you know, one hand washes the other kind of thing. So he cut us some, some studio calls. I said, all right. So I told him, you know, give me, give me about a, a week or two. And I'll take a listen to the song. He actually had two, but that one kind of, I gravitated to that one more because it was, it was a little different. 
So um, I took it home with me and I just worked on it, worked on it. And I asked him, um, you know, what kind of a vibe you're feeling for the song? I said, do you have a title? He goes, yeah, I got a title. It's called I Need to Know. So I was like, well, what is it you need to know? He goes, well, I want to know if she loves me. And I said, okay, now, now, now we're getting somewhere. So I took that, that concept that he had, I need to know if she loves me or not. And I kind of created fr from there. And um, by the time we were going back for our own studio session, you know, I say, Tony, man, I, I, I got some lyrics for the song. If you, you want to, you know, check it out. So I, I sung it for him. He loved it. And, and that's how that song came about when we recorded it. Richie, what do you remember about being in the studio recording uh, I Need to Know? It was a lot of work because you got to remember, it was the two-inch. There was no uh, Pro Tools. There was <laughs> yeah. no digital equipment. Yeah. So a lot of takeovers. Um, you know, we just tweaking beats and stuff like that. And Billy, we put him to work. We put him to work because Tony yeah, ain't no joke. <laughs> one, thing, one thing that I can say about Billy is that vocally, um, he was there, and mm. and um, the 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 show was there. When you saw him live, it was all there. It was like a total package. Like, um, and and you know, we won't go back to how much the ladies love Billy Ray, but um, you know, <laughs> the ladies did love Billy Ray, and the name it was it was such a cool name. You know what I mean? Um, so it's and I won't get you in trouble, Billy. Don't worry. Whatever. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it, after um. You did. I need to know. Um, one of the members of uh, Three to the Max, uh, which is you know our version of TKA, left the group, and that was Edwin. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember looking at the DMA magazine and seeing Three to the Max is now on point, and, and it says Billy Ray joins the group, and it's all three of you. It's um, Renee, George, and yourself. And I saw that, and I was like, wow, they really made it. You know, you went from being our version of, of George Lamont to now being the version of TKA on point. Now, you recorded Can't Stop, and, and you, you guys had, like, the best show. Um, I always say the greatest group to ever come out of New England, um, you know, and then, you know, vocal image number two, right? And and so I, I always have that, and the guys are like, we were number one. We were, you know, like, <laughs> fun because everybody supported each other. That's right. The mm -hmm. bottom line is, is that how did you end up making the decision to stop being a solo artist and go join a group and become on point? Well, what happened was, um, you know, like when my brother Ed ha had left, you know, he was just going through some personal things. So, you know, we understood. And at that time, you know, they were they were going to get signed to Strong Island Records, you know, and it was a group thing. And, you know, I never worked with a group. I was always a solo artist. And. Richie asked him, Billy, man, you know, we didn't want to lose this, this, um, this kind of opportunity and, and the opportunity. That's right. And, um, so I said, you know what, man, let's, let's just, just do it and see, see what happens. So that's how we became on point. Yeah, I, I was, it was great. Can't stop an amazing song. Um, everybody had it on their playlist and on their DJ mixes. Uh, Richie Rich, um, I know that in 1996, um, a little bit after the On Point project, you you left. Um, you stopped mm -hmm. doing the production and you moved to another state. Uh, what what um what made you uh, stop the music and and move on from freestyle? Well, I stopped because of the kids. Um, just turned into a family man. But I was still dealing with a lot of the other producers. Um, with Zahi Turi, which did uh, Koro's album. Yes. He did a lot of production and stuff on there. And um, Love Letter. 
so we, I was was going back and forth from Orlando to you know St. Pete and stuff like that. And one day I came up with the pro. You know, I've been coming up with projects. They, I, I got plenty of projects. They just sitting right. here, you know. And I kept on bugging Billy, and it was like pulling teeth. I'm gonna be honest with you, you know. And <laughs> finally, he gave me that one more, you know. So. Uh, and so, how far back do you go when it comes to production, Richie Rich? Oh man, I I I went to school with Albert Cabrera from the Latin Rascals when I was living in New York. So it started from there because just going to his house, watching the tape decks, the reels. You know, of course, he's known for his edits yes. with, with Tony Moran. You know, um, so I've been around it forever. You know, so. It's always been that. I mean, I'm always thinking. I'm always trying to figure things out, doing something. Mm -hmm. So you, you've always been the core producer for Three to the Max, On Point, mm -hmm. Billy Ray. You've always been a constant. And so you went away. Um, and then, you know, little by little, they all went away. You know, yes. you know On Point broke up. Um, freestyle went, you know, silent for a little while uh, in our area, especially out of the, the, the radio shows went away. And also, not only that, but Mr. Musica closed down. Mr. Musica in downtown yes. um, Hartford, Connecticut, was the heart and soul of mm. several independent projects. Um, mm. The CDs, the Torch Records. Um, do you guys remember um, visiting Mr. Musica in Hartford, Connecticut? Oh, he was oh, a big yeah. supporter. Yeah, he was a big supporter yes, and always he helped us out. His nephew, Tito, also worked with uh, Premier Records, me and, me and Tito. Uh, they were all big, you know, they supported us, which was a big thing for us. Billy Ray, did you ever go to Mr. Music Guy? And he was like, no matter what it was, you pick it up. It's hot. It's good. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> I was there almost every other week, hot. man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Willie was a consummate uh, professional and consummate um, salesperson. Um, mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, after a while, you know, like when I started going to Connecticut, I used to try to go there and warn the DJs that you know, hey, you're you're steering away from the quality, and you know we now have to uh, focus on growing the area. And here are some examples of great quality freestyle music, and what you guys are trying to put out because you know they had their own independent labels in Connecticut. And what ended up happening is, even though you guys were the uh, the first to to put out independent music, a lot of people wanted to become independent record labels in Connecticut, and they started putting subpar. Uh, people that really couldn't sing on these compilations and trying to really make a name for themselves. So they saturated the market with bad music. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, when, when Willie um, would present a compilation to you, he would always say, this is hot. This is hot. This is hot. <laughs> Eventually, when you, you started giving these CDs to people for 15, 20 hours a pop and saying this is hot, they would be like, oh, wait a minute. It's not hot. You know? Mm these compilations maybe have one good song you know so so it deteriorated um i know that the final project that billy ray had was in 1997 uh with um i cry for love um it does say that it was released in 1999 there's a little debate on if odyssey records the compilation came out in 97 or 1999 but nevertheless um billy ray's i cry for love and on points are you ready was released out of his records back in 1997 or 99. And so um, did you know then that that was your final product that you were going to put out or um, were you trying to just further things along? Um, 
I didn't really know, but I, I mean, like I said, Richie, Richie was the the master link that held us all together, you know. And when Richie told me he was moving to uh, uh, Florida, man, I said, man, once I knew what was gonna happen. Once the mat, you know, because if you look at a bike chain, what holds that bike chain is that master link. And once that master link is out, man, that chain is just gonna scatter. And, and you know that that was happened. And at that time too, too you know, I, I started um, I started visiting church. Yes. You know, and um, it was it was through my friend. I mean, you know, you know me back then, man. I was just drinking and partying and wilding out. And and my friend that that was a, a partner who worked with me, you know, he gave his life to the Lord and always about, yeah, hey, when are you going to come visit church? And I'm like, yeah, one of these days. And, you know, because of the way I grew up with church, I, you know, it was so religious and all that stuff. I, I didn't really want to do it, but. The Lord knows how to kind of grab you in, and he grabbed me in through music, man, because, you know, when I went to the church, it was a black church, and they were just jamming. I, I just went for the jam sessions, but, you know, little by little, it's like I just started changing more in that direction, and, and you know, I, I always loved freestyle, but, it, you know, he, he just took me in another course for a bit, and, and, you know, that's how, when, like I said, when Richie left, man, that, that was my master link, and I was like, I never really worked with anybody else but Richie, because we, we just have... I mean, we just had a chemistry for over 30 years that just worked perfectly, you know? And that's how that went with me, you know? Something happened uh, with the footage for this episode. So you heard part of it, part of the story of Billy Ray, the men from Three to the Max, the men from On Point. Um, and we just gathered again to continue the story. So we're gonna pick up uh, from, from where we left off uh, during the episode. Uh, we're here one week later. So let me get your reaction, Billy Ray, on the release of your song, My One and Only. It's already out there. The feedback is, is out there. How do you feel about the feedback that you received uh, from your song, My One and Only? Uh, I'm really blown away. I mean, be, being out the, 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 the game for like over 30 years and, you know, I was a bit nervous, to be honest, with you, trying to come back. And um, I mean, the, the response has just been overwhelming, man. I, I'm... I'm just thank God for it, you know. I'm, it's doing very well. Yeah, a uh, big shout out to everybody who's involved, um, the producers, the writers, you know, mm -hmm. everybody who's in the team. Mm -hmm. George, George doing backgrounds, Richie Rich in the production, um, and and um, of course uh, the mastering by um, Edward Ramos, written by Billy Ray. Um, th there hasn't been any negative um, reaction to the song at all. It's all been a, a welcome back party for Billy Ray, mm -hmm. and that's a great thing. That's uh, that's an accomplishment. In itself where people can you know and, and that's the great thing about freestyle as well that people can actually pick up where they left off they, they, you never have to leave freestyle you never have to say you're retired you can just come back and people will remember you and they will celebrate you and they will continue on as if you were here all along so i'm mm -hmm. glad that you got the response that you got thank you man appreciate it i appreciate all all, all, all those that are um you know, enjoying the song, man. That that's what we want to do. Bring something back and um, something that everybody would enjoy. I'm I'm truly happy about the feedback, George Velez. Um, of course, original member of Three to the Max and also original member of On Point. He has been through this whole entire journey, um, and there's some good things happening with 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 the group. But you also got to do background vocals for Billy Ray. It was like a, a reunion of some sorts. How did you feel about doing the backgrounds where? You weren't even slated to do the back the background for the song, 
and you ended up doing it. Yeah, so, you know, like I was uh, saying before, there was no plans for me to do the background vocals. Richie invited me uh, to the studio. Uh, Billy was doing vocals, and he wanted me to just hear it and give some ideas. So I threw some ideas in there, and then forget it. That's all she wrote. Billy said, listen, I want you to do backgrounds, come into the box. And, uh, you know, I started laying out background vocals, um, and it, it, it came out amazing, you know. The blend that me and Billy have with our vocals uh, is amazing, and uh, it was just a pleasure to be part of that uh, that uh, single. Richie, Rich, were you? Um, did you travel back in time? Did you uh, have a um, have like a, a situation where like you 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 went back in time and you, you remembered everything that uh, you had gone through with these men, and then to see them back again, um, uh, you know, together again in the studio. Um, how did you feel about that? Uh, if it felt awesome, you know, it's I've been talking to Billy for a little while, and uh, <laughs> finally I was able to uh, convince him, and um, we did the track together. And especially technology today, so different than back in the days. You know, we have all these different tools now. Back in the days, it was that two inch, and if you couldn't sing, you couldn't sing. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and they were charging you eighty bucks an hour to be in that studio, so you better get your book right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and God, and God forbid you ask somebody for help to do your your artwork. I was four grand right there, and you're like, "How am I supposed to make money?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even the edits. Yeah. You know, back then the edits were very expensive. Yes, and it's because they were being done on a reel to reel. Yeah, quarter to- inch. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I apologize uh, for the misspelling of your name. I had to fix it twice. But um, you are the original Richie Rich. Um, the Richie Rich that's the producer and the Richie Rich that uh, was part of uh, the fabric of these men. Uh, 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 Billy Ray as a solo artist, Three to the Max and the inception of Three to the Max, and then the evolution of Billy Ray and, and Three to the Max onto On Point. So you've been the glue to this team. Um, and, mm-hmm. and when we last left off, Billy Ray um, had discussed how you were the glue to the team. Um, and how when you left, it was like a missing part of the puzzle. Renee and Edwin are not here, but uh, George is because I felt I always felt like George was always like the, the the centerpiece of the group. Anytime that you had the group, it would be like the centerpiece. The guy you would mm-hmm. focus on, you know what I mean? And But I always wanted to ask George, like, um, was it hard for you to welcome Billy Ray into the fold? No, man, it was such a smooth transition. You know, we had met him when, you know, he was at the pinnacle of his career working with Richie uh, when he put together his uh, songs, No More Tears. And uh, so it it was a smooth transition, man. It was a no doubter. Once, um, you know, Edwin had to leave the group for personal reasons, you know, we we wanted uh, Billy in, uh, no doubt. And we figured it was going to be a a great... um, a great group uh, with him being involved. So, no, nah, man, there was no, uh, you know, there was no rough transitions. Everything just fell into place. Now, Benny, when you got to become, um, mm-hmm. you were a solo star, and then you went into being a, a group member, how did you feel about that and, and the fact that you were going to be on Strong Island Records? 
It was great. I, I mean, like I said, I mean, me, Georgie, Renee, Edwin, man, you know, we're all family. So that like, like he was saying, the transition, it, it was because we always collaborated on each other. We always helped each other, man. That's that's the bond we've carried for over 30 years. And to this day, it's like that, man. It's not like, no, this is mine. And this is not we one in. We all in. And, and when when Edwin had to leave for personal reasons, man, you know, we, we was going to. You know, going on a strong island, we, you know, we didn't want to lose the opportunity. I say, hey, man, you know, let's do it. Whatever helps, you know, whatever helps the team, let's do it, man. Because, you know, like I said, we, we, we always we always collaborate like a family. Yeah. And um, that's one thing that I missed. And I'm sure that uh, Richie Vich can attest to this is that um, we used to cheer for each other. We used to yeah. be in a mentality uh, where you you support your team, but you also support others. And you want to see everybody come up at the same time. But that's not the case now. Um, have you noticed that recently as you guys have come back into the fold? Or is that something that you yet have to experience? Uh, the difference between back then where everyone cheered each other to now where everyone is pretty much doing their solo thing. Um, like I said, we, we basically having fun. Um, we just we just feel everybody should you know have fun. That's it's that's the bottom line. You know nobody's better than nobody. Just go out there and have fun. You know it's sometimes you you feel like it's a competition. I, I'm not into that. You mm -hmm. know so all of us we're not into that. So no, we never it is with us. Yeah, I was just watching uh that the Wendy show where uh the cover girl was on there. Man, I said listen, man. You never know by them being on there, man. They just opening up avenues for more freestyle artists down the road. Like Monday, because, you know, we're all in this genre together, man. And like I said, if, if we lift one another up and build one another up, it only benefits all of us as freestyle artists to continue doing what we do. You know, I, I completely agree. I, I love seeing Leah Remini um, just going crazy. Um, you, you have one of the members of uh, Seduction on there. Um, and to see um, Angel Clavellas and the original cover girls there, uh, that mm -hmm. was amazing. And congratulations mm -hmm. to them. Um, and speaking of groups getting back together, George, um, you did share some news that um, we to the Max um, are getting back together. The original members, Renee, uh, Edward, and yourself. Um, how do you feel about that? It's great, man. You know, it's, like I said, we have a brotherhood, and it's like we never left each other, you know. Uh, there was a little bit of time where we didn't, uh, really stay in communication at one point, but you know what? You know we're a brotherhood. We're always gonna end up staying in touch, and uh, it was it was great. It was like if we never left. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, just being able to talk with Edwin, talk with Renee, you know, feel them out. Um, they were all in. You know what I mean? When we got back uh, together to do the things that we need to do. So yeah, it was it was great. Has has the has the song been recorded already? Is there a title to the song that you guys are? Be releasing? Yes, it is. It has been uh, recorded already. The song is entitled uh, I Knew It Was You. I wrote it and created the melody. Of course, the original Richie Rich, you know how he is, does what he does. He put this amazing uh, mm -hmm. production together for it. And um, I've had my brother Billy and the, the guys do backgrounds on it, harmonies, and the song, it's, it's going to be a hitter. You guys are going to be excited with, uh, when it comes out. Mm -hmm. um, and and it, it'll be great to see everyone together. Um, I remember the um, the New England Freestyle Awards, the the second annual, right? And um, I remember on point performing, and they, the helicopter thing always got me. And, and the hip hop into freestyle, and so you guys coming out with fatigue, um, 
fatigues, right? The 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 army gear. Army gear, yeah. Yeah, and it was so cool. And and the helicopter um sound, you guys dropping down from ropes and you guys just just killing it. <laughs> and, and to me, to me, it was like, man, like that's a show. And that's why, you know, I always called you a New England's version of TKA. Um, it's a compliment. Uh, because Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank want, you, guys, man. Yeah, we want that. We want that for you. Um, and people make comparisons all the time. And every every part of the world that loves freestyle has their own version of who they think is their George Lamont, who they think is their TKA. Because those are the, the pioneers. Those are the first generation mm -hmm. that right. we, want, we want to emulate, you know. And so... When we go back to 1992, 30 years ago, we heard Billy Ray, Solo Star. Uh, we, we we already labeled them, our, our version of George Lamont. When we saw Three to the Max at, at these festivals and they were killing it, we already thought you had made it. You know, we already thought that you were the, the, the top tier. And so we wanted you to represent us. And you have represented us um, in top form. Let me, um, let me throw out a name for you. Uh, DJ Peter C., I'm gonna go around and I want you to tell me how you feel about DJ P Peter C. I'll start with Billy Ray. When I say DJ Peter C, what do you think about? Peter C, he's he's a humble brother, man, who's always supported us and, and you know had our back hundred percent and, and played our music, man. And he was he was a great friend and a, a great fan to us. What about you, George? What do you think when you when you think of man? Well, listen, a brother, a brother, part of the brotherhood, man. From mm -hmm. day one, he loved uh, our group. He loved the way we did or went about doing things, and uh, you know, he he went all in with us, um, mm -hmm. supporting us, uh, playing our music, uh, staying in contact with us. I mean, I I can't speak good enough about Peter Steve, the things that he's done to help our uh, careers out. Amen. That's my brother. That's all I can say. You know, basically, we always to this very day we still we stay in touch. Mm -hmm. So Let, let's go back in time and history so people understand. So, um, Jesus the Juice Vasquez created Clubhouse Dance Music in Springfield, Massachusetts, ninety mm -hmm. point seven. What he used to do, and what we didn't realize, was that he would go to Connecticut at midnight on Thursday, and he would spin from twelve midnight to early Friday morning, um, and he created Clubhouse Dance Music on eighty nine point three. The, the second host of that show, because the schedule was so hectic for that specific night, plus, you know, mm -hmm. uh, he was at night gigs, was DJ Peter C. And DJ Peter C. expanded that show to become the second most popular freestyle show behind the original Clubhouse Dance Music in, in all of New England. Um, and and if, if he was here still now doing the show, it would still be one of the most popular shows on radio. <laughs> and, and this show, this show was at midnight, Thursday night, all the way till uh, Friday morning, you know, early in the morning. And people would, you know, go to sleep with cassettes being recorded, uh, <laughs> the radio, you know, being yeah. tuned in. There was no way for you to do it on a phone because we didn't have that technology. Right. I, know that I, would, be, I would be at Angel Banner's house in, in, New, in New Britain, Connecticut, and you're trying to get the radio station in there. And we would do anything in our power to get that code to get into 89.3 to go hang out with them, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it's all love. And then eventually they had the DJ Bad Influence and DJ, DJ Porky, God rest his soul, who took over the show. Um, and I wish that we still had that um, that that uh, avenue for the music because they will be playing Billy Ray and Preacher the Mac just like that over there. Mm -hmm. uh, but those were good times. 
so do you guys recall like our area of music? Do you remember um, the 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 artists? Do you remember the groups? Um, do you remember anyone being your favorite aside from you guys? Um, I I forgot that group. I don't know if they were from um, Massachusetts. Latin Latin boy that had that song. Um, tell me how you're feeling. I think it is. Yes, the Latin boys were from New England, and uh, they had that one song, uh, "Close My Eyes," and and um, they had a they had two songs on one record, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. they were they were pretty cool. They were pretty cool. Both of them didn't match up to the people that they should have matched up to. Mm. Um, they were more of a you know a kid group that you know dance and you know they yeah were, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, a good show. They were yeah. they were built to last a test of time, but I, I remember the Latin boys. I also remember um, Point of View, uh, Point of mm -hmm. View featuring uh, Peter G. Uh, Don't hold out on me. Uh, great, great um, song. Uh, so you know, the combinations were there, but they were not there the way that you wanted them. Mm -hmm. uh, George, do you remember any artists that you remember from the area or groups? Yeah, uh, what stands out to me was uh, Pose. I think was his Pose, name. Yeah. I believe uh, he had a very unique voice. Um, high falsetto. A high voice. <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, I remember hearing his voice a lot. Uh, I met him a couple of times too. Uh, mad respect we have for one another and the things that we do. And uh, but yeah, and I, he, I remember Pose. He stands. We up. also got to say Willie too, because Willie Valentine was always up up in New England yeah. all the time. Oh yeah, Willie. Willie always has uh, another. Yeah. And now he lives here, so he's part of New England now. He's now okay. he's yeah. NYC. But uh, you know, uh, go ahead, Alex Richard. I got to say, you know, I got to give him a lot of uh, props. I mean, he's just hanged in there all these years. Yes. And he's doing his thing. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. You know, so yep. I definitely um, applaud him for that. Yeah. Uh, one thing about Pose is uh, Pose was discovered at CPR's clubhouse in, in, in Holyoke, Massachusetts. Um, we used to do these marathons from 6 in the morning to 6 in the morning the following day once a year. And he came in with a demo tape. And he goes, oh, I do freestyle opera. And I'm like, what? I do <laughs> you know, so um, so he, wow. he put the on is a beat and stuff like that. And the man is doing freestyle opera, even though it wasn't real freestyle opera, because I'm sure that he was just making up stuff. Because he was like, oh, he, ha, dame mas bug juice. I mean, did you say bug juice? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was, it was crazy. I, I have it recorded on a cassette. Um, if you need mm. to Google that, please let me know, folks. Um, you know, the people that are watching this right now, but a cassette is where we used to record, you know, other programs. But uh, it's it's just one of the funniest moments as that that opposed. And I, wow, that brother had a high, high, high voice, man. I was like, wow, yeah, man, we're still, we're still hoping for him to come back and do some, some new music, man, because uh, we need that, mm -hmm. we need talent like that now, mm. yeah. Uh, but, but back to Billy Ray and, and Three to the Max and On Point, man. Um, Billy, I'm truly happy. Uh, that the response for the song that you dedicated to your wife is, is successful now. Thank you. Already you. you already celebrated your anniversary. Yes. Uh, and I was hoping to get the episode out, but, you know, uh, we needed to, uh, I guess, re-record this because, um, you know, George and um, and Renee, uh, you know, touching <laughs> buttons and going in and out. Of the last <laughs> one. Uh, so, so, listen, how did your wife feel when, first of all, the song is about her, for her, and the fact that people are loving it, she she was excited, man. I mean, she, she couldn't be happy. I mean, I, 
I, I was blessed to do it, man, because like I said, man, my wife is, you know, my family is everything to me. And, and my wife, she's had my back from day one, man. I mean, through the struggles I've been through in life and everything we've gone through, man, she's always had my back 100 percent. So I said, say, who better to come out with a freestyle song than dedicating it to, to my one and only, you know? Yeah, big shout out going out to your daughter who uh, is a technical. Uh, yes. Here. Uh, yes. Amazing right now. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, big shout out going out to her. Uh, George, I can't believe you haven't left us yet. That's awesome. Because I got, I got good Wi-Fi. That's why. <laughs> oh, so good. So you're, you're blaming Renee for the, for the bad Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Leg Wi-Fi. I did hear you got mail last week when you were at, the, at his crib. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is that AOL? Are you in a chat right now? Oh, uh, my God. I heard uh, a dial look. <laughs> yeah. So, look, I, I see that, that there's going to be a reunion uh, of 3 to the Max. Uh, will there be a reunion of, of on point? Or is it just going to be 3 to the Max and Billy Ray? How is it going to go forward? Well, personally, me, now that Edwin is here and he's in the fold, there's, you know, really not a on point, but there's – there's everybody, you know, uh, you know, we're all together. We're all a part of each other's songs, you know, uh, any future songs that Billy do. I know he's going to ask us to be a part of it. Uh, any songs that we're doing in the future. I know Billy's going to be doing backgrounds on it. Mm -hmm. So basically all four of us are together. You know what I mean? We're here, you know, we're not going so it's gonna be, to be together on point. Oh. <laughs> wow. New title. I like that. Together on point to the max. <laughs> it's going to be like an app, you know, HBO Max, read to the Max on point, together as one. I mean, there's going to be a bunch of different names. Oh my God. I'm just glad that you guys are here and you're doing music. And I hope that the, the freestyle community welcomes you back as they have. And I hope that, you know, the la mala mania of the internet freestyle community does not affect you guys. Mm -hmm. Because the one thing that has happened with the internet freestyle community now is that they love to take one artist and separate them from others. And you guys have been friends for a long time, so please don't let anything or anyone get between what you guys have shared in the last 30 years. That's what I give mm. you as my advice and as the guy that's been here every week for so many years. Um, yep. Don't let nobody uh, get into that, uh, uh, you know, that that, that brotherhood. Mm. So, man, we, we had such a journey on this episode. We went back to 1992. We talked about Billy Ray, No More Tears. Um, and we talk about the formation of Three to the Max in 1993. Uh, to, to I need to know in 1994. Uh, Tony Real, of course, uh, you know, yes. the studio um, is is the reason why all these hits came out of New England. Um, does anybody want to talk about Tony Real for a moment and just give him his due? As we should all be celebrating this man for having the sound come from this area and being able to put everything together at his place. Well, I mean, it, it was incredible. I used to go, you know, to the studio with the guys and stuff like that, lay down ideas. He'd be laying his ideas and I like it. Let's do it. You know, it was, he's, he's family too. He's like my brother too. You know I yep. mean? We was always uh, staying in contact ideas and he worked with so many artists too, you know, with, Char was it Charlie babies? I think it was Charlie. Yeah. yeah. Charlie baby. Um, it, it was incredible working with him, and we we thank him so much, you know. Absolutely, yes, for the yes. studio and his time, and you know, we just we went through a lot, you know. So we got that's, good memories. That's another brother right there, man. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. A lot of nights, a lot of nights that we broke, uh, 
putting music yeah. together there. Yeah. And then, the, and then the bill comes in, and you're like, "How much is that again?" Who's <laughs> 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 what? You know, because uh, the studio time was not cheap. Um, yes, sir. When I when I say to you, uh, Mr. Musica on Park Street, what do you guys think about? And I'll start with George. Wow, Mr. Musica. He was such a fan, number one, man. Yep. Every time we showed up at a at a, 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 a club to perform uh, anywhere, a parade uh, to do a performance, he was the first one there, always mm -hmm. shaking our hands, giving us a hug, giving us props, always promoting us. Um, I, I love Mr. Musica, man. I've entered his store uh, numerous amount of times, and he's playing our music. Um, and uh, he's always been a fan, man. He's always loved us too, man. And he promoted a lot of our stuff. So, you know, a lot of props to Mr. Musica. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Every, like George, you said, every time I go into that store, hey, you got to come check this out, man. So it's always a new new track he was showing us. So it's like, I know where to go to get all my stuff, you know. He was always on top of everything. It's freestyle. The man, the man behind Tropical Igloo Records with Mimi <laughs> tell me that I'm dreaming. Um, Mr. Musica, because he's the one that funded that project. Um, and, and he was always a person that, you know, was always saying that everything was good, you know, and for a long time it was, you know, and mm -hmm. then the later years that were kind of lean, he's like, this is great. And I'm like, that's, that's Boca, you know, I, I don't, <laughs> that's, that's Tango Records. I don't think so. Richie, do you have any, any um, thoughts of going to the Mr. Musica store in Hartford, Connecticut? It was exciting because we, we always talked about something like new artists. He would let me know what's going on and stuff like that. Then I got close to his uh, nephew, Tito, which also um, was my partner with Premier Records. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, Mr. Musica was always good with us, man. I can't take nothing away from that man. Absolutely. There's a, there's a certain scent or smell when you go into Mr. Musica's shop, right? It's <laughs> like a combination of vinyl, a combination of molds, a combination of rugs. <laughs> But but it combined to make this thing that if you if you have a whiff of it now, it's just nostalgia. It brings you back, you know. Yes. And I I thank him for allowing me to put together the tenth anniversary show where he allowed me to book everybody and the order of performance. And I still have a plaque that he gave me. Um, mm. But um, Mr. Musica was a staple mm. to uh, freestyle, especially for our local legends like Three to the Max, On Point, um, uh, Billy Ray. He was always so um, uh, loyal to the people mm -hmm. that were core Connecticut, and he yep. represent. And back then, again, there was no social media, so he would he would be mm -hmm. you know these records and CDs and tapes one by one, mm -hmm. and he would buy them directly from the artist too. He said, "Give me a box," you know. Uh, sometimes it was a consignment deal where you know you leave the box there, you go pick up your money weekly, and sometimes he would just pay you off for the entire thing. Um, and I I missed that. I missed that. Yeah, yeah. You know how successful you are when Mr. Musica is going, the box is gone. Bring me another one. Yeah. You know? and, <laughs> yeah. And the boxes have 50 records. You know what I mean? So they're gone. <laughs> that means you're going to go in there to collect five, 600 bucks from him. You know what I mean? And, mm. and you're you're elated. You're you're so happy. Um, and maybe, you know, Woody Valentine is looking at this video right now going, you're doing the math wrong again. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, but big shout out to Willie Valentine. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I wanted, I wanted to take this this uh, uh, you know this path down memory lane because you guys remember it. You guys were there. You guys made things happen for our community. 
uh, for you guys to end up with Strong Island Records, it was something that um, the New England area artists that wanted to aspire to be like you. Um, and everywhere that we went, it was On Point was headliner. On Point was one of the final acts of the night. You know, um, Billy Ray, same thing. Billy Ray is one of the, one of the, he's not an opener, he's a closer. You know what I mean? These are the things that we developed here in Massachusetts where, and, and in Connecticut and in New England, where I can use that formula now when I'm building somebody up. Mm -hmm. um, so it, we learned a lot from, from what was going on in, in the New England area, especially in Connecticut. Uh, so let's bring this forward. Um, you know, the, the brand new song, uh, Billy Ray, My One and Only is available right now on all your digital platforms. Uh, the extended uh, version. <laughs> My compliments to the chef. I can't wait to actually do a, a, a reunion of three to the max. Uh, George, Renee, and uh, Edwin to all be here uh, with good Wi-Fi, not the AOL and some messenger stuff, but <laughs> wow! And, and to have Billy be the one dropping off every five seconds to see how. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I just wanted to let you know that the, the first taping of this took three hours. <laughs> <laughs> we still didn't get it. You know, it was, it was, uh, I told you, not my fault. Not my fault. It's the freaking Wi-Fi. I asked that question. The question was, Hey, how, how did you feel when, when Billy Ray, uh, joined, uh, uh, on point and became, uh, it was transition from three to the max on point. What do you think, George? George? What do you mean? He was ghost. He was gone. No, that's weird. No, I'm not gone. <laughs> no, like I, like I said, I mean, it was amazing. You know, once once Billy so joined that group, we transitioned. I know. You did, I did. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm saying I'm talking about last week. How I asked the question and then you guys jet it, so it sounded like you didn't want to answer the question. <laughs> it was a blooper bleeper. You know, you got I mean? blacked out, man. Blacked out. <laughs> it was like whoop, and there was nothing. <laughs> uh, before we go, we got to tell the story again of um again we, i i saw three to the max at uh the springfield puerto rican festival so i got introduced to them then and then years later jesus the jews vasquez had them on the show and they were like coming up seven o'clock right here on clubhouse dance music <laughs> um, uh, as a matter of fact it was three to the max let me not say on point because at, at that time on point was not formed yet he said three to the max will be here on clubhouse dance music and it's gonna be great and then seven o'clock hit, no three to the max, no members, no George, no Renee, no Edwin. And they're calling into the station, yo, right on the sign where it says, welcome to Massachusetts. Your car broke down. <laughs> wow. Yes, it did. <laughs> welcome to Massachusetts. Now, George, since you were the one that was the lead at the time, right? Why, was, why did the car break down? Oh man, listen, man. So I, just, <laughs> I didn't have no oil in the car. So all you of a gotta sudden, check your oil once in a while, bro. Yeah, man. Listen, <laughs> listen. I was just about driving, uh, very little paying attention to maintenance. But oh, yeah, man, God. the freaking the oil you left, know, bro. It was bone dry. It was bone dry. Hey, George didn't want to get his hands dirty to check his oil, man. That's what it is. He was a Devo back then, but yeah. <laughs> When, yo, they looked inside. I, I heard the phone call. They looked inside the the inside of the of the oil reservoir. It was bone dry. You see the silver on the side. You oh know, I, that from what I was told, the car was total. Is that correct? Yes, it was totaled, man. 
completely total. Got a new ride after that. Oh, I'm, sure you, hey, I'm sure you check your oil now, right? Oh, yeah, all the time. Religious. <laughs> Religious about it. Can't stop no. checking the oil. That's a new song. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, um, it's, a, it's an experience that I will never forget because you, you guys actually did make it to the station because somebody gave you a ride and you got there five minutes, I believe, maybe three um, before the show ended. Hi, is I'm boy. All right, we gotta go. Hi, <laughs> to the max. Like, we gotta go. You know, um, and, and I apologize for messing up the on point three to the max timeline, but it did happen. It is real. He is confirming it. I yes. just it three to the max and on point oh because God. you know to to wrap things up, it is one the same. It doesn't want to. It doesn't matter what you call them. They're gonna be on point to the max. They're gonna be you know <laughs> together as one. They're gonna be just a, a group. And they're gonna keep making music together. You heard George on Billy's song. I'm sure you're gonna hear Billy on Truth to the Max song. Mm -hmm. And if they want to become the Wonder Twins, we'll do that too. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it doesn't matter. So, guys, thank you so much for being part of this week's. Thank you. Thank I'm you, gonna man. Go, I'm gonna go around. Thank you, man. Um, I'm gonna start with the original Richie Rich for shout-outs, and then we'll end it there. Uh, Richie, uh, who would you like to send a shout-out to? I'd like to say a uh, shout out to my kids, my mother, my brothers, um, Tony Real for sure, uh, Edwin Ramos for helping, you know, with the mix, doing the mix, not helping, doing the mix. Um, just thank everybody, pretty much. George, who do you have? Well, first of all, send a shout out to the GOD because without him, you know, we wouldn't be here. Send a shout out to my wife and my, my son and daughter um as far as our uh, during our ride with retail max on point i want to send a shout out to all the people that uh loved on us promoted us uh jesus uh cpr uh i want to send a shout out to T tito um he was uh, uh important in our lives want to send a shout out to mr musica i want to send a shout out to peter c Absolutely. and last but not least man i want to send a shout out to my brother Richie Rich, man, you know, because he's the one who's uh, you know, the mastermind that's created all of these uh, different sounds that you have the privilege of hearing. So, shout out to my brother Richie Rich. Thank you, thank you. Wow. Um, first, of course, God, man, without him, none of this is possible, man. He's the one that gifted us and gave us the talents to to create and and do what we do. Brought you back um, together, man. Amen. And um, of course, my wife, my children, my daughter, who's who's a blessing to me because she's I mean, absolutely. I am not tech savvy without her. You wouldn't be seeing me right now. CPR, you know what I'm saying? But but she's my little princess, man. And, and my sons, they all support me. Uh, my church family, they always have my back. They always got me up in prayer, man, that everything works well for me. Um, all the DJs, even the DJs that I, I, I'm coming to know now. I, I mean, I've been out this game for 30 years and I got DJs. That hit me up. They they loving the song. I said, man, I I just thank you all from the bottom of my heart for just just you know at least mm -hmm. playing it. Um, Cliff Pot. Uh, what's his name? Um, oh God, Tim Schumer, man. I'm so blessed, and I thank you, of course, man, because you know you're the one who gave it out there. You've I always had a Peter's job. I got promoted, Peter. Finally. <laughs> Uh, like I said, Peter C. Um, who else? I'm, I'm, um, of course, Eldon, uh, Edwin Ramos, um, Alexis, DJ Eddie Seven, who did 
phenomenal job of the edits, man. That that brother, man, I, I tip my half off to him as well. Yes. I, I so appreciate, like I said, all the yes. things that are that just bringing us back, you know, letting us come back in here. You guys are showering us with your love, man. I truly appreciate it, man. We, I'm going to be honest. We was a bit nervous because, you know, we've mm -hmm. been out the gate for so long. But, you know, to feel that love, man, just making me feel like I'm cut on my back home, man. I appreciate all of you. And so the, the reason for CPR's Clubhouse Live is for education, is for people to know facts from the people that were there. And, and that's why I put these together. Um, you are part of the fabric that built New England Freestyle. Um, it, you have touched lives all around the world. There are people that collect your vinyl, both of, of, of um, On Point, Three to the Max, Billy Ray. Uh, there are people that are still looking for your vinyl. Um, mm -hmm. People offer, you know, good sums of money, you know, for these vinyl. Um, and so, you know, you're a collector's item now, by the way, Billy. Um, wow. and, and so, Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, for me to have um, those lonely nights on CPR's Clubhouse, New England Freestyle Classics was amazing to me because it had the, the Richie Rich remix that nobody had that and, and then it had that that hip hop you know the, the Richie Rich style stuff man I, I, I love it I still have it here and um, something I will treasure forever it's out of print but um, it, <laughs> it's something that I will always cherish the fact that it, without without question it was like yeah man put it on let's do this you know and I, I was honored to, to have that uh, back in the day to, to promote it as Something for you know. At the time, I was having problems with the Puerto Rican festival. They didn't believe that freestyle was part of the Puerto Rican culture, right, or the Latino culture. And uh, when I put that compilation out, that was the reason why. And and we proved that bringing ten thousand people every time that we had freestyle at the Puerto Rican festival absolutely makes it part of the Latino and Puerto Rican culture. Mm. Thank you guys. Absolutely. Um, and and I, I'm here for you guys. I'm here for anything. Billy Ray, Three to the Max, On Point. Richie Rich, I'm here for it. Um, and it, you know, whatever you need. Uh, big shout out Thank going you. out to Edwin Ramos because he's yes. just in the studio mastering and helping out the community and making people better. Um, he's doing some some great, great stuff. Um, and that's it for us tonight. Yeah, CPR's Clubhouse Live. Hopefully, this is all recorded. If not, we'll be back here again next week. To do <laughs> I got one more person I want to give a shout out that I didn't get to, and that's a boy, Angel Cordova. I mean, Cordova. yes, yeah, this you know, man, I I can't tell you how he's been there during our practices, helping yes. us with uh, choreography. Mm -hmm. He went to every one of our shows. He's a brother like no other. Absolutely, yes. Uh, one more thing, I gotta ask: Are you guys willing to? get together and perform because i'm sure they're going to want you performing at different venues all around the country <laughs> honestly we'll, we'll see what we'll happens see. we'll see, we'll what, see happens. what happens because right now i like i said i am so uh busy with ministry because i'm also a worship leader at church so i have a group that i gotta attend to and practices and make sure everybody you know is doing their thing and I'm we'll sure see what happens. What a healthy donation to both your churches, you guys will. <laughs> uh, but until next time, at CPR saying goodbye. Thank you so much, guys, for being part of the show and the fabric of New England Freestyle. Uh, for Richie Rich, the original Richie Rich, the producer. For George Velez from uh, On Point and Three to the Max. And for Billy Ray, I'm CPR Jose Ortiz saying goodnight. And remember, it's not who you love, it's how. Talk to you soon. This is, this is CPR Jose Ortiz, Mr. Exclusive, Mr. Exclusive, Freestyle Premiere.
Clubhouse Pop. 